I didn't even start the uh, <laughs> the audio recording yet. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, we're gonna roll with that. That's uh, possibly one of the greatest intros we've ever done so far. Um, let me make sure we're actually. Yep, we we are live. Oh God, what? Um, hello, welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. I am your host, Michael Deebs. It is episode 76. It is also the uh, the 21st of January, 2022. Um, we basically just sat down in our chairs to start this on time. Um, we were mingling. Uh, Dorian, Dorian, or sorry, Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle at Dankdelos. I've only had one shot. There's no excuse for this. I'm just, uh, I'm caught on the back foot here. Uh, He's here in studio with me today, uh, which doesn't always happen and is a rare gift uh, that that I cherish quite a lot. Uh, Joining us uh, via satellite connection is um, uh, John, the producer from the Instagram handle, at discopath, <laughs> yeah. at discopathic, which uh, is is a high content producer, uh, which you, you should follow. Um, That's actually why I was mean like that. Is mm-hmm. I, I'm jealous of his posting ability. Yeah, which which is the lack of posting. Yeah, yeah. Restraint. You know, it's incredible. Out, out of all of us, who's the most likely to actually be able to disappear into the woods? Uh you, uh, I guess, I, yeah. I enough. could pay yeah. someone a hundred dollars to take my account away <laughs> and keep posting, and then everyone would think you could probably sell your account. Here. Honestly, no, I, I could. I yeah. absolutely could. Yeah, it would be worth it to ruin my reputation. Right, you're, you're <laughs> my right. very important <laughs> reputation very important as a guy reputation. that makes cum jokes on yeah. the internet. <laughs> um, People are going to be really thrown. How long do you think it would be after you sold your account and like ads start appearing on it? How long do you think people would be like, ah, he's just joking? Oh, they would think I was joking the whole time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, how long would it take it for that to wear off? Yeah. How long would it be like, oh, shuck, he just sold his account like a greedy capitalist pig? There dog. would always be someone. So long as I didn't like tell people that told people or anything like that, there yeah. would always be someone <laughs> that believed I was still joking. Probably because I, uh, if if anyone knows me, it's that I will always, uh, because I have an uncanny ability to do so, take a joke and repeat it until it's not funny anymore. Yeah, yeah. We we actually both have that ability. It's true. Actually, that is true. Uh, but did you pretend to be in love with Joel for a couple months? <laughs> no. <laughs> I called him every morning, every night, said good night, and I love Ew. you. I ended up at his window a few times. I've done things like that. There, there was like yeah. a, a month long period. True. They don't know who Joel is. There, there was a month long period where um, I, I, I spoke in nothing but fish puns. Like I would always, <laughs> I would always yeah. work like a, a fishing or like sea related pun into whatever I was saying. It was when you were in the Marine Corps, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember you and, told me. And it got to the point where people were like not hanging out with me anymore because they were so annoyed by it. Um, yeah. and then like when they wouldn't catch a pun, they, you know, they would feel like they were on safe ground and I'd be like, so the pun that I did there was, there's actually this obscure fish. Named- <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I once told a shaggy dog story over a three hour drive. Oh man. Yeah. That was, uh, fellas. when we drove together. Yes. Sir. What's up fella? I, I, I hate to do my job. Oh man. Okay. But I, I don't think that we're live. We should be. We should be like, oh, 
God damn it. All right, you know what? We start streaming now. Um, Because I hit the recording button, not the streaming button. I mean, honestly, <laughs> fuck them. You, you, know, you know, the, the listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, yeah, we're live now. <laughs> Folks, we uh, we just did the funniest thirty minutes of the podcast we've ever recorded, and you missed it, and you'll never hear it, and we don't care. Yeah, we're too yeah. cool. Anyway, we're uh, stupid. If you're joining us right now, we're we're late. <laughs> That's my bad. Yeah, no, it's I'm trying not to really all really of us. Bad. Okay. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is January twenty first. This is episode seventy six. I'm gonna speed run through the uh, the introduction here. My name is Michael Deeves. I'm the host. Joining me is Danko Soon from the Instagram handle at Dankdelos. Also joining us is John, the producer from the Instagram handle at Discopathic, which posts nothing and will never do anything. And John <laughs> is going to one day disappear in the woods. And then we talked a bit. I I hit the recording button instead of the streaming button is what has happened. Um, yeah, yeah. So we did five minutes of empty content that will only be accessible on the audio version of this podcast only. Only accessible on the $300 a month tier on the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're selling the funniest five minutes we ever did on the podcast through the Patreon. The way you access it is uh, by, by becoming a super member, which is uh, $300 a month. In cash. Yeah, <laughs> in cash. Yeah, under the table. Yeah. yeah. Also accepting Bitcoin. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The real minor literature. Well, we never market. we never got to, to the pleasantries, so no. uh, I'll start with John. John, how are you doing today, sir? Yeah, no, it's great to uh, to uh, feel confident in the fact that you're good at your job. Okay, well, you know, you know normally <laughs> actually a producer would be the one running all this. Hey, and you and know, me uh, as, as the host, I am a delicate flower, which, you know... True. Uh, you have to cultivate my talents. He has very soft hands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, you are you are my boss, and you, you uh, never assigned me those duties. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. It's not because I don't trust you; it's because I think you're incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. He's told me about it. Yeah, several times now. Uh, that's not true, John. Everybody loves you. I love you. Also, because if I didn't love you, then people would be angry with me, I think. I'm actually a little uncomfortable with how much Mike loves you. Like, he brings it up uh, more than he should. Yeah. Uh, I hope everyone likes watching me try during, to adjust during things. During Quaid, yeah. too. Is, uh, yeah. yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, it's a, he's, it's, like, looking it, me in the eye and, and just uh, saying, John, <laughs> I love you. Yeah. You're the coolest and, and that, producer I know. I picked the whitest guy to play. The, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what makes it hot, really. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's subversive. It's a role reversal thing. Speaking of... Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Danko, how are you doing today? Man, I'm, I'm doing uh, pretty good, actually. Yeah. That's good to yeah, hear. Yeah, things are all right. How are you? Oh, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> Expected me I'm, to say something. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a rough spot. Yeah, tell us um, about it. Yeah. I, I, uh, I hear it's heroin this time. <laughs> it is. And it was. And no, it will be. Uh, my, my son is on heroin. And mm-hmm. 
and I, I go every day to this job that I no longer feel anything for. It's <laughs> a moth joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I, I, I can't do the, I can't do the shaggy dog <sighs> stories like uh, Norm, Norm McDonald can. I do, yeah. I do a good shaggy dog. We were, we were actually just talking about how you did a three hour shaggy dog joke. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that was when we drove together to Louisiana. Oh, yeah, shit, I did one of those there, too. Yeah. I was talking about one where I was driving my girlfriend to L.A., mm. so I guess I've done a few very long jokes. To people who you... Purportedly love. Yeah, purportedly. <laughs> <laughs> you claim to love mm-hmm. these people. I do, I do. I'll continue to claim that I love yeah. you and... Well, you. Which, speaking of things that we love, uh-huh. the, the viewer and, and the listener. Oh, yeah, them. Yeah. Let's let's abuse them with mm-hmm. uh, with our first topic of the day, which yes. is uh, John. Did you watch Eternals? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky so, man. So Dorian and I watched Eternals. We don't have to go to the first link yet. <clears throat> okay. Um, we we had to wait a long time to to access Eternals because it wasn't showing up on Disney Plus, which is the streaming service I use. <laughs> Uh, uh, in an HD format, it was a uh, it was weirdly uploaded to uh, Disney Plus as a um, <laughs> a camcorder, <laughs> a shaky cam footage <laughs> recording Blair Witch in a, Eternals, yeah, in, in a theater. Um, so so we had to wait for the HD version to become available, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, it finally came available this last week. Um, and uh, so I decided to watch it because you know there there was a bunch of hullabaloo, if you will. Mm-hmm about uh about eternals being um what's the word uh uh review uh dunked or what, what do they call it uh, oh people people are just reviewing it all bad the critics yeah well it was it was it was uh specifically because you know it was one of the first marvel <laughs> films that was directed by a person of color and, oh. and a woman and then also there was a gay couple. Hold hold on, really quick. So we're we're talking about the intersectional identity, right? Because because Black Panther had to have been done by a person of color, right? It was okay. I, I had to make sure, or yeah. I was going to start it was, like it was. Crying. The reason I wanted to watch this <laughs> so, film is because yeah. there there was this this liberal outrage sort mm-hmm. of thing going on where. Um, it was getting really bad reviews and people were hypothesizing that it was because a uh, woman person of color directed it. And then B uh, there's, there's a a interracial black couple in the, or not interracial black couple an interracial gay couple. (laughs) Didn't mean to complete those two things. (laughs) An interracial gay couple uh, that that's uh, that's featured in the film there there's also and maybe it's not officially this i'm sure there's some libertarian word for it but there's also a (laughs) one-sided pedophile couple that is true so yeah but it's the kid that loves the dude real real uh lolita is that yeah it's it's they're using anime logic where the kid is like a thousand years old so that's exactly the vibe i got from that why i didn't like the fuck yeah and they fuck a bunch they like, like they're just fucking that. on the beach that is not something that yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but i so That's... i didn't know any of this oh yeah um and I I uh don't... and so I'll, I'll just tell you that uh the fact that i am a racist and misogynist has nothing to do with the fact that i didn't care much for this movie 
I thought it was when I finished bad. watching it, I, I put it in the uh, <clears throat> the Discord chat that we have for our our secret podcast stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I called it a dog's ass of a movie. Yes, and I stand by that because yeah. I would actually rather watch a dog rub its asshole on the carpet. At least than, that's funny. Yeah, that would be you know? funny. That would have some kind of character to it. Uh, this was just atrocious and yeah. annoying and stupid. Well, lack of character is maybe the best way to describe it, right? Because it, it just it's this entirely flat, almost three fucking hours mm-hmm. of too many characters who you who are both like not explored <laughs> and also way overdetermined. Uh, it's a weird absent movie. Yeah. It's just bad. And I, I'm saying this as someone that, I mean, I don't like Marvel movies or superhero stuff generally. I liked comics when I was younger. I still kind of do. So I'm like superhero agnostic or apathetic, <laughs> right? I and, believe in them. And, you know, I liked, uh, I liked Black Panther fine. I thought, I thought that was pretty I thought, good. I still think Black um, Panther is the best one that's ever yeah. that's ever come out because and, the yeah. villain is believable and you actually agree with the villain. I, yeah, the, I the villain's the villain. interesting and complex yeah. and you have to like think about the relationship between the villain and the hero. It's not some yeah. bullshit Malthusianism garbage right. like Thanos' story arc. And yeah, because it's such, a, such an obvious answer when you deal with Malthusians. Yeah. Uh, but the... And the I, I did like one of the Avengers movies, actually. Uh, I forget what it was called, but it was the one with the the trash gladiators and Jeff Goldblum. I oh, thought it was uh, funny. Uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I didn't think it was like oh, a fine yeah, piece yeah. of cinema. No. But it was charming. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Um, but those those two and like the first Iron Man I liked when it came out. Yeah, so that, I'm that not was, like anti-Marvel hero stuff, but no. this movie was a fucking garbage fire. Good. I'm glad we agree with that. <laughs> Just extraordinarily boring. I think we also agree with what Marvel movies were willing to accept uh, viewership yeah. of. That's fair. Um, so my, my Eternals review. Nice. All right, let's do it. Uh, the first thing I wrote down was one million bajillion years ago, dot, 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 who cares? <laughs> yeah, because that's how it starts. It's like uh, I don't know, seven hundred thousand years ago, seven thousand years ago. Uh, Wait, so is it an immortal gay couple? It's an immortal, is is- like thirty people. Yeah, the, the, and the gay, gay couple. couple is actually interracial because one of them is eternal and one of them is not. But also, one of them is black and one of them is uh, some kind of, of Middle Eter- Eastern. Oh yeah, yeah. I I just. My brain is was so fucked by watching this and it, like yeah. wa- forgetting it as I was watching it right. that I forgot that that not both of them were Eternals. That's that's why I kept kind of like a running log. Of I, I should have, man. Um, the the second thing I wrote down was this cast sucks. Um, Angelina Jolie is a superhero is so fucking cringy. Yes. It is bad. She yeah. is not good at stuff now. Or maybe ever. I don't know well, if she was ever good. It's, now that I think it's, about it, it's a it's a losing role casting. to begin with. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because it's like we are the Eternals. Yeah, yeah. You know, we live forever. Like no one can save um, this, but the casting is bizarre. Yeah, the casting is bizarre because, and, and we'll get into why the casting is also like extra bizarre. Because Harry Styles. Yeah, Harry Styles <laughs> at the end, which is why it's just, that's the most Marvel part of the thing. Yeah. It's just like Harry Styles so. appears at the end and goes, wow. 
His name isn't Harry Styles in the in the lore. No, but, he's you know. a god of some sort or an yeah. eternal or he's something. Eros, also known as Star Fox. Oh yeah, he's the he's the god of bucks. <laughs> yeah. He's like the twin of Thanos, probably. Right. I'm, I would guess based on that. Um, or so, like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The next thing I wrote down, there's like a, a montage of them through time, right? The and whole movie feels like a montage. Well, the whole, the whole movie has like a ton of montages in it, but there's like a we arrived on Earth and now we're protecting humanity for like a couple thousand years or whatever montage, right? Every other fucking scene in that montage is them rescuing a kid and then like disappearing and like, yeah. oh no, we don't interfere with interfere with human affairs. And they have a lot of like white Babylonians and shit. Yeah, like it's oh. trying to really hard to be woke, but they are really convinced that they need to like there are white people in all parts of the world at all ages yeah <laughs> which is a little weird um also yeah. a historical problem extraordinarily a historical yeah. yeah john you were saying something well i mean like but the white people are, are is it is it just the the gods are white no people? they're just no, like they're, people they're multicultural oh. yeah just all, all of them are yeah. weird like they're they're photos that that some kind of like Silicon Valley company would put out to represent the people that work for it. That that is the makeup of every single uh, uh, civilization in this movie, depending oh. on a, a time or location. Yes. It's like a, uh, what is it? Uh, shit, I can't think of the word. Uh, not B roll. What is it? The open <laughs> free shit on the internet. Yeah. That, like, yeah. Like stock. Stock. Stock oh, images, photos, yeah, stock, <laughs> stock, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. like I mean, it also stock. feels cheap. Yeah, all of the historical stuff feels like it belongs in a TV um, show. Like it feels, it, it feels yeah. like something it should be on it HBO. Does. I mean, yeah. I, I relate um, to stock models. I don't know about I you mean, guys. Same. Yeah. Uh, the the next thing I wrote down is, oh, okay, the Eternals did everything in human history. Yeah, actually, all of it. E everything, which, which I spelled as A C K S H U A L L Y. Actually, yeah. that's how you're supposed to spell. Because it's that fucking annoying where they constantly remind everybody that they talk yeah. to that uh no, that was actually us, sweaty. Um there there's a deleted scene which which I think oh, should have been kept in because it just highlights how fucking uh uh annoying these fucking people are. Uh but Sprite, uh which is a real character. Which is the kid, right? The kid, yes. Yeah um it's it's right when uh when um guy from game of thrones i forget kit there's a Harrington. guy oh him yeah is that his real accent that i think that is his real accent. he sounds like shit his actual voice sounds like a fake accent you know that i'm gonna sucks. get into the accents later but okay uh, <clears throat> they're all bad they're all horrible <laughs> Uh, but there's a deleted scene where they're in this museum and Sprite, for, for whatever reason, like doesn't keep any fucking secrets about who they like seriously, the, the 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 character that is dating Kit Harrington. Oh, can can we really quickly get in the names? Just a quick note about the yeah, names because you said Cersei. Go with the names. Then. The the names are all names where you immediately know like what they're supposed to be, but they're spelled in dumbass ways, apparently. Mm -hmm. I looked it up on, on Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. And you have like Icarus, but it's spelled with like a fucking K and yeah, shit. I K A R I S. Um, and th these are in my notes. Yeah. And like the movie is, they should have just spelled it right. They they decided to be cute about it later, where no, no, Thena. No. See, Thena see, no, no. This is the point I was going to bring up. Okay. This I'll, I'll let you scene, do your thing. This deleted scene 
Sprite is talking about like, oh, this isn't actually a, a saber-toothed tiger skull. This is a deviant skull. Shut up. Yes. That's why I, I was glad that I saw this scene because the director wanted this to be in the movie and it's just fucking annoying. So, you know, Sprite is going around and she's like pointing at all these, these uh, um, skeletons and going like, oh, that's not actually what you think it is. It's actually a deviant, which the Eternals were made to kill the deviants. The deviants were made to keep some kind of like balance of life and death. But yeah, they well, went too they're, far. They're, they're homosexuals, deviants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Which, uh, a funny point, uh, the, the original, uh, I, I started looking into this because I, I sniffed out some weird things, mm-hmm. but the original um, Eternals comic book was made by Jack Kirby, uh, who served in, in World War II. Oh. And uh, it's highly hypothesized that um, the Deviants are actually kind of like uh, uh, supposed to be the Japanese. Sure. Um, but that's neither here nor there. What um, else did Jack Kirby make? That's I know the name. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Don't I'm not. I'm not that deep. Someone in the, in the chat, books. let us know. I don't think anybody's in the chat. Honestly, uh, I, think, I think we're speaking to an empty room right now. I mean, yeah. I don't have the worth. self-awareness to stop, so I'm going to yeah. keep pushing through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Two people will watch this later, so you know they'll 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 comment. Yeah, they'll uh, comment along with a, a few I'll slurs. To, I'll forget to ever uh, look at their comments. Yeah, never read the comments. We love you very much, viewer uh, and listener. Honestly, anyway, if you yeah. want to talk to me, hit me up on Instagram. I, I talk to people all the time on there. I just don't care about the YouTube or SoundCloud stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Athena. The, 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 the place so, where so, yeah, you she, consume us. <laughs> she spots a statue of Athena. And she runs over to it. And she's like, they never get the details right on Athena. And Kit Harrington's character is like, uh, don't you mean Athena? Well... And and Sprite goes, um, it's just Thena. Drop the A. Yeah. So so uh, the only reason they cut that out, I I'm assuming, is because they do the exact same thing at the end of the fucking movie. Yes. And but the, the fact why is do that it twice. It, the fact is that they put it. In why there would twice. you write that in twice? Exactly. Why be that fucking annoying? Why not just call the character Athena? And <laughs> I'm going to make a point here that ties into the rest of 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 this with with like the names of the characters being weird um they didn't care about maintaining the integrity of these characters so there's no reason about like to like the original character is named Thena in 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 the the comic book right okay um so so let's go through this list of names we have Icarus Icarus is spelled with a k and an A R I S. Icarus. Ajax. Obviously, uh, Ajax. Uh, yes, it's uh, it's based off of Ajax. Originally male. So they didn't care about maintaining the integrity of like the genders of these characters or anything like that, but they cared about but, maintaining the integrity yeah. of like the dumb naming situation where they just wanted to be fucking annoying. I mean, the real it. problem with Ajax is is that if you don't have an Odysseus, who gives the sh- who gives a shit. Like well, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not saying not a real character. I, I don't care that the gender swap happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. the point that, like, why make these well, decisions I, in this way? Well, no, no, no. But, but what I'm what I'm saying is that is that they're decontextualizing these figures to such a degree um, that I mean, I, I guess just name them Bob and Julie anyway, right? Because it, because also then we we might be surprised by their character arcs. Exactly. Sure. Instead yeah. of guys, this is this is crazy. I I said I. 
I said this joke to myself, like out loud as I was watching this. Icarus ends up being the villain, right? Icarus is a bad boy. And he flies up into space during this battle because he got sad. Yeah. He, he gets sad during the final battle. And I'm like, oh, he's going to he's gonna fly into the fucking sun. <laughs> and then he flies into he the flies sun. He flies into the fucking sun, yeah. which is also the opposite of what is supposed to happen with Icarus. He's supposed yeah. to get too close to the sun and then fall into the ocean, not fly up from the ocean and into the sun. Anyway, he, he suicides by sun, which is, uh, I that is the only moment in the movie that I laughed. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Which is cool. <laughs> the only emotion I had was laughter. Uh, this, when, this when I was sobbing supposed to be man feeling like sad because his character killed himself. No. This the worst character it's in like the movie, a, probably. It's like a, the best part of uh, that Miss movie when when he he kills that car full of old people and children for no reason. <laughs> what movie is this? Oh, uh, the mist. Uh, oh, the mist. Yeah. I thought you said yeah, the yeah. mist. Yeah. yeah, when when he yeah. shoots them all, then and he's like, oh, and then the. Cops, or yeah, the, and, the, and then the everything turns out National to be Garden fine. Shit. He's like, oh, yeah. I just murdered everybody. I actually like that movie, yeah. though. Yeah, it is, a, it is an all right I mean, movie. Yeah, all right is about, yeah. Let's go it's like a six. The, the rest of the name. We have <laughs> Druig. Yeah. Which I uh, yeah. assume is supposed to be based off of Druids. Yeah. Um, which he, are like a whole group of people. Yeah, well, he, his, so, and he also so, like controls so, people. Yeah, his superpower through, yeah. is he's he can psychically control people, but he's yeah. not supposed... That's the fucking. Why does he exist? He he only exists as a way to like force a philosophical question in because his one power is that he's able to control people. But every time he does it, they tell him you're not allowed to fuck it. You have to give people free will. Yeah. So he only exists so he can be shut down. He, he's fucking he is, pointless. Um, he he is kind of a villain in the original comics, which they did and not make him out he, to yeah, be. Yeah, he's like movie. almost a villain in this, and then he's the good guy also yeah. in the end. So he's like. Almost, it's not even that he's nuanced. It's just that he's he's just inconsistent, and so he, so like not even in self defense, he can control people. Well, I mean, he still does it. it. He wants to save um, humanity from itself. It's a whole thing. Um, oh, okay. He just uh, does it for like a split second at a time, and he's like, "Oh, okay, never mind." Then we then we have Sprite. Uh, Sprite is, is played by a young lady. She, um, she's a three thousand year old dragon in an anime girl's body. Yeah. Uh, Sprite was originally a male in the comics. Again, they she's they, pretty androgynous. I wasn't sure what she was at first. Well, it's <laughs> it's implied that that it's female. No, yeah, yeah. By the end, we. But learned, I'm saying, yeah. like, they didn't care about maintaining a lot of the integrity no. of these characters. So why did they stick with these goddamn stupid names? Oh, uh, just because everything is references to these people. Yeah. Uh, then we have Phaestos, uh, which oh, is yeah. obviously Hephaestus. Yeah, Hephaestus. He's the the guy that makes technology and yeah. stuff. He's the he's the the the. Um, the Face toast. Face toast. Cersei, who who I guess is kind of like the main character, all things considered. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't have any notes on her because she's just fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cersei's just supposed to be a sexy lady living in an island that Odysseus, again, who is absent, right, uh, hangs out with for a while. So, I mean, I guess that's fair. Sure. <laughs> uh, then, we, then we have possibly sure. the worst name in this in this like. Avalanche of shitty names. Oh, no. Which is Kingo. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh Kingo <laughs> in the in the original comics was was some kind of weird samurai guy. Um in this he's uh he's an East Indian uh actor. I mean he he he's one of the eternals, but what he ends up turning into is uh an East Indian actor 
uh, who shoots firebolts. He's like a Bollywood his, guy with yeah, fire. He's a, he's a Bollywood guy who shoots firebolts out of his fingertips instead of having like a cool samurai sword. <laughs> Why would you change that? That's also the weird thing about the movie is that I I know the powers of like three of them. Yeah. But otherwise, I have no idea. Like they all have this Superman thing going on, I, I feel like, where it's just like they just do a thing. Well, they, sometimes. they have the Batman tool belt, is what I call it. Yeah, there you go. Where, where you just happen to have such a power and just such yeah. an occasion. When you need it, you have laser vision. Yeah. Yep. And then uh and then the last one is Makari, who has super speed and was also originally male. There was a super speed person on the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fast deaf girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was fast. fast. Okay, yeah. that's her defining thing. You might thing. not have like really paid attention yeah. to her. I just thought she's a deaf she's... girl that seems more than human. That's that was, I am I was so this movie made me stupid. <laughs> it did. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then and then we have like the celestial that they follow, which is Arishim, which is I don't know, just a dumb sounding name. Yeah, and and it's just the I couldn't watch the movie. Without thinking of Deadwood, is uh, where so is, is, is God? I, I, I want to know if God is a is a lesbian with a guitar. Uh, God's a robot. Yeah, God's a robot. <laughs> oh. um, but uh, but the Celestials in Deadwood—that's just that's a slur that they use for Asian people. Uh, and so I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I haven't watched Deadwood, so I didn't know that. good show. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, because of the racism, right? I mean, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's got pretty funny racism. <laughs> you like come down, you'll you'll love Deadwood. <laughs> so, so my, the the note where I had uh, all these names, mm-hmm. uh, I wrote the names in general, all their names, and then after that, I wrote, I do not care about any of these people. No, uh, there is nothing mildly interesting at all in this film, and it's so long. Accents are all over the place. These dorks can't do anything without being annoying. This is just the vendors, but excruciatingly lame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Like the, <laughs> the, the character of Icarus is basically just Superman, but he like sucks and isn't like nearly as invulnerable. And with Icarus. Okay. So this, this drives me crazy about him, which is that the first time that we see him, uh, the, we, we have, uh, Cersei standing there looking out into the vastness of space. I think this is the first time, maybe I'm wrong. I and then, so. and then Icarus, uh, comes up to her and she says, it's beautiful, isn't it? And he says, my name is Icarus. Yeah. And at first I was just thinking, oh, he's supposed to be like a autistic robot man. <laughs> That's going to be his character arc is that he's like, he's awkward and like, doesn't, he's like a Vulcan. And uh, no, no, it's just written really poorly. Um, Because, because he, he is, he is an incomprehensible character. Nothing happens with him that makes sense because every time they make him say or do something that's kind of interesting, we then realize Oh, I have no reason why he would do that. So, so yeah, he, he plays the stalwart like character this whole time, and then uh, it turns out that he's been hiding a secret this whole time. Yeah, he's known all along. Which, which is the secret we need. Oh, this fucking thing. So, so it turns out that the Eternals were sent to Earth not to necessarily protect it, uh, but to kill the deviants who would who would kill all all human life. But the thing is that it turns out that. Uh, a celestial is supposed to be born inside of Earth, and so the reason that they're supposed to kill the deviants is because the deviants will kill all human life, 
but human life is necessary as like a sacrifice for the for the celestial to be born. Um, so that assumedly they can make more Earths or things like it, yeah, so, so that, that they, they can, can have make more, more more galaxies um, or universes. I don't know. It kind of like yeah, either or sort of thing happens here. Wait, so like humans fuck. And then a celestial is. Well, they, think, they think need of, to have a lot of souls, is basically. Yeah, what yeah, it's like the Matrix, where if you have a bunch of people in pods, they make power, basically, but with souls uh, or whatever. More or less correct. Yes. Um, but the so the entire philosophical conceit of the film is this idea of of so should we allow the celestial to destroy Earth and kill all the people so that we can produce way more lives in the future? Or do we let human beings survive and we, I guess, just have human beings create a lot more lives in the future? Yeah. It's an entirely pointless, <laughs> mindless, fake philosophical it, question. It's, it's really, like, really bad. It's there, there are a lot of movies that ask boring philosophical questions or the same ones over and over again. You know, the Malthusianism question in, right. in, in, in like uh, the Avengers and stuff. But this one's not even a question. No. It's just... It's a false premise. It it pisses me off so much. It, it really just sucks. And if you just modified it a little bit, it could be made into an interesting question. Um, right. Like it almost becomes an antinatalism kind of argument, which again, you know, whatever. But uh, but at least it's mildly interesting. You can say some things about it. But yeah, they just fuck it up. It's yeah. I, Jesus. So um, let's, let's try to power through yeah. this because I have a couple oh, of things that will contextualize some stuff. Uh, the next thing I wrote down after leaving a space blank, I don't know why. I wasn't even, like, drunk when I wrote this down. I was just, like... You just stroked out for a second. Yeah, I was reading something. I was kind of watching it out of the corner of my eye. And, and the next thing I wrote down was, oh, cool, it's one of those solutions fall out of the sky movies. Oh, yeah. Um, there's no, no like, rhyme or reason for, for how powers develop or, or anything like that. It's all, like... Uh, we need uh, a solution to this problem, and then um, either some like I don't know technological thing strikes Phaestos, yep. or uh, Cersei just randomly gets a new power. Oh, cool! It's one of those solutions. Uh, and, and it's the same thing with all their problems. Yeah, their problems and their solutions oh. are both like this. The, the yeah, the movie is totally contextless. Right. <clears throat> um, and then let's see. Oh yeah, the other thing was uh, that I wrote. This is set in the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they didn't interfere with humanity all this time because humanity needed to grow, uh, you know, in order to produce more souls so that the celestial could be born. But then they do nothing to stop Thanos, who ends half of all life in in the entire universe. So, like, how does that help the the Celestials when yeah. something is actively ending half of all life? And, so why and, weren't they there to stop that? Because, and they bring up the question too. Yeah. And guess what? Their answer is they just they don't ha they don't have one. Yeah, they don't have one. At they all. they essentially say uh, um, that that's why that's why yeah. this frustrated me so much because they like address the issue yeah. and then and then they just like. Or they don't address it. They bring it up and then yeah. they don't address it. And it's yeah. like you're fucking insane. Well, it's it's the um, <laughs> uh, I. What's a good metaphor for it? Um, I um, I don't know. There's no good way to make this make sense in any context. It's no. like 
Why do you beat your wife? So, uh, well, I do it so I won't need to. Yeah, right. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, we're, we're, I do it so uh, nobody we, else can. <laughs> we need, yeah, we needed more lives, uh, and so because everything's on a trajectory, it's like everything's teleologically yeah. te- oriented. Um, that somehow we magically knew that the Thanos thing would work itself out. I guess, like that's but, their. But they they have no way of knowing. No, that because Arishim doesn't talk to them for like thousands of years. Yeah, and also, so, why would we have any? Why would we ever assume that this? being that we know nothing about apart from it having like a bunch of bright red eyes and it being a giant robot in space yeah. that I guess is floating there next to a clock right. or something. Uh, why would we assume that it, I don't know, we just don't know anything. Yeah. And th- th- really that, that, that was something written. that was really striking ab- about the movie to me is that I'm really happy about films where I don't know what's happening mm-hmm. to some degree. Like I'm a huge HP Lovecraft fan. Like I, I, I don't think that the world or the universe needs to make sense. And I think you can make something really great while recognizing, oh, things don't necessarily have to make sense or have motivations. Um, right. So long as we make it a little interesting, but the movie is, is saturated by this concept that no, it, it does make sense though. It does. Yeah. You should see that it makes sense. And it just doesn't. Um, so that's that's the review. It uh, sucks. Let's, let's go to the first link. <laughs> because I, I've i known people who are nerds my entire life. Oh, that's hot. What is that? Ah, uh, yes. Oh. oh, you're amazing. Um, is scroll, that two people? up just a little oh, bit, yeah. John. That's fucking. Uh, yeah, it, it is fucking. Scroll up just a little bit. Um, just want to make sure that. Uh... All right. So, um. I have I have never heard about the Eternals before this film came out. Yeah, and I was like, mm, I'm somebody who has you know read a couple of comic books as a kid. I've known people who are like deeply into comic books my entire life. I have literally never fucking heard anybody say, "Oh yeah, I love the Eternals comic book series." Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason is that, um, so you know when we talk about like why it was reviewed really poorly, nobody fucking wanted this film because. Yeah. The comic series itself was canceled after 19 uh, uh, issues. Uh, that's pretty bad. Uh, so uh, th- this is a cracked article, but it was like one of the more like comprehensive like researches. And of course, cracked the deep dive research on the fucking Eternals comic series. Um, Thanks, cracked. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, many have compared the Eternals to Guardians of the Galaxy, another Marvel franchise. No one gave much except, of a crap about until Hollywood came. Guardians out and, has some interesting-ish characters. Exactly, Car- Guardians have has characters. Uh, but here's the thing: even those guys had over 120 issues under the, their belt before the first movie. Eternals has like half that, despite starting around the same time. You could probably read every Eternals comic in one sitting during a one, whatever dumb joke. I mean that that's that's actually a really great <clears throat> point that I, I don't think they're quite making, but 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 they they point yeah. towards it, which is that we uh, apparently have given away our power over constructing media to people that are really good at consolidating existing stuff in order right. to make some kind of plot and make sense of characters because they get to know them. Yep. But no one that is able to do something even from like you know, from scraps or scratch. Yeah. Like it's just people. I don't, I don't want to be that person. That's just like, Oh, fucking 
Movies are bad now because people are bad at writing. But certainly, like, the Marvel it's, it's shit not that and people DC are bad at and everything. Writing, it's that only badly written things are getting funded now because, because they, they might be able to tickle some, some like, um, uh, uh, nostalgia or something like that. Yeah, I that. mean, that's a big part of it. But I, I really do feel that people some profit. are... Yeah, I and yeah, but you can you can have a profit driven uh, way of making things that that might have some kind of decent quality <laughs> to some yeah. degree, um, but yeah, it's just I, I really feel like all sorts of different social pressures have, have led us to a point where people kind of just don't know how to build narratives. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows about the monomyth, but no one's able to write it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, it's, Jordan Peterson could probably recite it. He could. He we'll could. talk about him later. <laughs> uh, scroll down underneath the uh, the ad there, John. Uh, Kirby's original run was canceled on canceled on issue nineteen, and that's the longest Eternal series to date. After that, Marvel has tried everything to get readers interested in the concept, and nothing seems to stick. In 2003, they even put out a gritty reboot with HBO levels of nudity and gore. But not even the promise of boobies on a Marvel comic could push the series past six issues. Wait, what? There was a 2003 Eternals? This this has been rebooted several times. It fucking sticks because all the characters suck and nobody likes them. Also, that's the, why this movie got bad reviews because all the characters suck and nobody bad. likes. Yeah, them. it's just it's bad. Yeah, um, but the the image that's currently on screen for the listener is really remarkable. It is yeah, um, a man the who worst has sex the. Scene you've ever seen. It's pretty gross. Like a man who is um, he's like uh, hyper muscular in the comic book way, but he seems yeah. to have a bunch of holes in his body. I guess he's also got like a a giraffe's neck. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's really strange. With, with like an Adam's apple that's and, like the size of like two of my fists put together. Yeah, and he's like clearly nutting inside of what I I didn't recognize was a person before because it's it's not good art. Can you read um, the uh, the yeah, dialogue? That, that, that was that that's where I was going. Yeah. But the dialogue is the worst part, which is. Um, as the man, <clears throat> I assume, ejaculates, going, ah! <laughs> which fine, you know, that part of the yeah. dialogue makes sense. That's what I do every time. Look how vain um, he is. So vascular. He's like a cock. He's, yeah, he, yeah, he, he is, is a penis. He is a cock. Yeah. Uh, but the woman is saying, <clears throat> yes. Oh, you're amazing. I love it when you're inside of me. <laughs> which is which are all you know i've heard a lot of awkward things said during sex and sometimes people just say weird shit like uh you know true. um i don't know weird <laughs> accidental role reversal and shit like mm. like sex can be a weird time for weird things being said and people you know if, especially if it's good which clearly she's having fun uh you know you might you might be saying something that that doesn't quite make a whole lot mm. of sense but yes, oh, you're amazing. I love it when you're inside of me is what a woman would say when she's bored, I think. I took it as a, yeah, I took it as a sarcasm. Yeah, yeah because the man, yeah. the man has an exclamation point and then uh, she has nothing. Yeah, but, it is but, periods. But periods at the end of her sentences. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. you're amazing. Yeah. I love it. When I, you're I've had to practice this me. for the last 20 boyfriends. Yeah, maybe that is what's <laughs> happening here. Maybe it's uh, good. Um, Maybe this is and good. That's not a comment on her promiscuity. That's a comment on uh, on male sexuality. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and go to the next link. Uh, which which <laughs> guys, is I'm so lonely. Yeah. Same. 
Um, my girlfriend, uh, won't, my girlfriend won't talk to me after I started a podcast, which, which has been going on that's for good. years now. That's good. Uh, uh, so, um, in in the the spirit of Eternals being rebooted constantly and and being shit and nobody cares about it. Uh, Eternals 2 may never happen, even though it was clearly set up for an Eternals 2. Oh, of course it was. Um, so so uh, uh, time is like a flat circle, and it is repeating uh, <laughs> itself here <laughs> with the Eternals. What a... <laughs> also, okay, so so this actually this picture has what I assume to be all of the, yes. the protagonists, and so let's count them really quick. One, more than two, me. three, four, even though it's probably half a person, five, Six, oh, wow. seven, eight, nine, ten, and I think people are missing. No, no, that's all yeah, the that's all the main. Is it okay? Yeah. Well, I just realized, ten. not including love interests, we went not through, including we went through all the names, and I I completely forgot Gilgamesh. Yeah, I I thought you didn't mention Gilgamesh because I missed something about him not actually being an Eternal or something. No, no, okay. I just uh, completely uh, forgot his name because. Yeah. He's really just kind of a nothing character. Uh, he he punches things. Yeah. Also, it's weird that his name is spelled accurately. Yeah. When like every other character's name is not spelled accurately. Well, he's the first story, so he's the only one that gets spelled right. Well, and then and then also like, like the the mixture of pantheons here, but mm -hmm. but also like I mentioned earlier, it's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where you have. Thor and Odin yeah. and Loki, like actual pantheons that are established. Right. And they even reference it where like uh, Kingo's saying like, oh, Thor used to like try to hang around me all the time as a kid. But, you know, suddenly he, yeah, suddenly he becomes famous and now I don't matter to him anymore. And it's like, what pantheon is even happening here anymore? Because it's mean, not a part of any pantheon and that, as far as and I know. That's, that I don't necessarily have a problem with. It's just um, dumb. It and is annoying. Dumb. Like is the whole thing saying. is dumb. And, yeah, it's I dumb agree. and annoying. Um, but the thing that really pisses me off is that if you're going to have an, a, a Gilgamesh yeah. and you don't have like a, a, a extraordinarily furry Enki do to hang out with him, <laughs> that, is, that is such a fucking waste. Well, it's it's like having Ajax with, without with Odysseus. Odysseus. Bullshit. Right. <laughs> It's like having at Icarus least have Hector without, around. It's like having Icarus without the, his dumbass dad. Yeah, his dumbass dad. Daedalus. Daedalus. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we are educated men. Yeah, it's all these. It's we read without, stories uh, without, again. Odysseus. Odysseus again. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so all these weird secondary characters from pantheons that are on equal footing with like primary characters from pantheons. What? Why but isn't the primary Athena characters from pantheons are spelled incorrectly? And Athena never busts out of a guy's head. That's true. Which she should. She should. That would be really yeah. funny. Actually, if 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 they just made that one change where she busts out of that the weird giant robot guy's head, yeah. the Celestial's head, I would give this movie a whole point a, a, increase. A, yeah, actually, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, like I'd give it. I give it a four out of ten. Yeah, which is pretty generous. Know, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't. Yeah, three is maybe generous. too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's Bad go. Movie. Let's go to the next link, which is uh, one one that. Uh, oh. Oh man, this one's beautiful though. If we can get it, uh, I, I but hope we uh, can. there we go. But but right yeah. before you move on, I will yeah. say that say, say your last pieces. Yes, that Mike and I, just to be clear, do not 
agree on everything. We are not saying this is a bad movie to agree with one another. It's fucking horrendous. Yeah. I kind of liked the new Matrix movie. Oh, well, you're wrong. See, exactly. <laughs> so we are capable of disagreeing. Uh, just I, just I so people know. You, you know, uh, I'm, I'm scheduling some episodes with John on bringing down the grindhouse, and Good. maybe we yeah. need to have a, a Matrix debate at some yeah. point on there. I'm actually going on to Schizotopia uh, to talk about uh, the Matrix series and one very special film that you may not expect. Um, but uh, we will have an opportunity to... Uh, to have this argument indirectly or otherwise. Uh, but uh, shout out Bring Down the Grindhouse and shout out Schizotopia.net. Love those people. Those boys. boys. <laughs> yeah, be, I think yeah, they're all boys. Well, Bring Down the Grindhouse has uh, has a lady on it. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Token lady. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> Which is more than what we have. It is. We yeah. just have John. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've got hair like a lady. We've had ladies on. We have had ladies on. They, they've never come back, though, have they? Do you think we've had Lee D on? No, no, we've had... We've, we've had, had... Megan? Oh, Me- yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, we've... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did it, guys. We made it to plural. <laughs> they never come back. Plural women. We'll have them back. Yeah. Why would they? Yeah, do, have, they, have they ever contacted... Uh, yeah, one of them straight up ghosted us. us. Yeah, well, one of them we weren't really like friends with, but the rest of them we we still talk to on a regular basis. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's something to do with. It's a little, little bit more formal in speech. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. most of them just aren't interested in, in the middle age uh, crisis, which is starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, be, because True. they're yeah. they're well adjusted people who have like things to do and uh, uh, reasons well, to live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's bless. this this article. Though. Anyway, this Wait, article is my there. reason to live. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. 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 this yeah. article is is one of the most hilarious things I've I've read in a long time. I actually it, read it before you sent it in. Oh, I good. was considering good. putting it in the podcast, but then you linked it, and I was like, all right, yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's fucking do it. Entirely necessary. Um, yeah. The, the headline this, is is a lot. Yeah, Florida State Board of Administration official killed in apparent road rage shootout. So, you might be thinking. <laughs> the, the Florida State Board of Administration guy is probably a victim in this circumstance. But no. Uh, the, the, the guy that shot him is a fucking hero. Yeah. Driving what I think was a Prius? I, I believe so. Yeah. So yeah, scroll, scroll down to the body of the article so we can read this. Zoom in a little bit. So if... If I am remembering this right, and we can just read it. We can just yeah. read it. But it's it's amazing. Shall I? Yeah, please. Uh, you, you linked it. Oh, thank you. Uh, a spokesman for Florida's State Board of Administration was shot and killed in an apparent road rage incident last week near Tallahassee, because of course, according to law enforcement and news reports, the driver of a Prius <laughs> fatally <laughs> shot John uh, Kiswanski, 52, outside of Circle K, Can I of stop course. You real quick? What's up? I, I read his last name as Kuxwinski. Sorry, Kuxwinski. You're right. You are right. Um, so so what, what happened is is this fucking guy bumped into the Prius uh, and they both pulled over. Uh, and uh, apparently, yeah, if you want to scroll down just so I know I'm getting this right. Um, 
he uh yeah so they both pull into a parking lot uh the guy in the prius ends up getting back into his car waiting for law enforcement and then uh kozwanski <laughs> ended up ramming his bmw of course yeah. into the prius on the driver's door yeah i remember all this now and began pushing the car sideways in the parking lot uh then kozwanski then shot a gun into the white prius Imagine this, this bald, doughy-looking fuck in a BMW is slamming into your driver's side door, shooting at you in your Prius, uh, and then... I would um, refuse to die that way. Yeah, Which well, I think he did. is what the Prius he driver did. So the Prius driver <laughs> ends up pulling out his gun, and with one shot, he one shot, one kills this guy, and then dumps himself out of the car and hides behind the door. So he is clearly, this is an, a CIA assassination, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. A CIA assassination where you uh, you goad uh, the driver of, of a vehicle. BMW, which is not hard. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've probably been in shootouts with BMW drivers. I just don't you, remember them. You goad the driver of a BMW and a ramming his car into yours mm -hmm. after a simple traffic accident where you're just trying to be responsible and like wait for like an authority to show up. You're making it sound like that's not realistic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you want if you wanted to kill a BMW driver. Um, my real question is, what what uh, won't Hillary do? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what what did what did Cuck Swanks he do? Uh or no. What what I love most about this article, and, and this is maybe cruel to an extent, but if mm -hmm. you can scroll down is that John, he died. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he died. He he just got fucking wasted mm -hmm. after after all this. Yeah. Uh, but his tapped. wife, Rebecca oh, yeah. Cookswinksky. Yes. His wife, Rebecca Cookswinksy, <laughs> posted on Twitter on Sunday that John was the victim and lost his life. His family deserves time to heal in privacy. Why not report the shooter's name? The man who assassinated him. Hey, that was an assassination. <laughs> Our whole lives are shattered, she continued. The children and I, his friends and family, so many who adored this wonderful, kind, loving man who would do anything for anyone. We are all devastated. The world has lost a great man. Yes, clearly. Um, <laughs> according to the, all eyewitness accounts, Kuxwinksy is is the aggressor in this circumstance. Well, of course. I, if you find a gun in a BMW, <laughs> you know that it's whatever happened is their fault. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that you uh, you go to redneck hell if a guy. And a Prius kills you. Yeah. Oh yeah, without well, a doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like you how do a Vikings, lot of hells. Vikings yeah. need to die in battle. Yeah. Um, uh, to go to Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, no, no Valkyries were there that day. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he was yanked directly to hell. And he was never, he was never gonna make it out of there. <laughs> hell is just being stuck behind like a smart car what, what, for the rest what, of it. You know. Also, also, what's what's so amazing about this is is uh, you know. Her like aiming and ballistics and and like body structure and everything and like the way that this is being framed where you know the BMW is ramming into the driver's side door so he's like t boning him right. Yeah. He has direct line of sight. Exactly, it should be pretty fucking easy to kill this guy. He has direct line of sight of the driver, and he fucking misses while and, while trying to yeah. shoot this guy. What? Whereas the Prius driver is getting t boned he's so he's like to the shocked, side yeah. and, and then like. Yeah. yeah, he has to 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 get a hold of his gun while being rammed into. Turn over to the side. I'm sure there's some kind of like a deformation of glass and space going yeah, on no, here. For sure. So yeah. well, like pretty like, difficult to orient that. Like Prius is either the Prius guy is either very lucky 
or a really good shot. He's an with operator speci- with specialty ammunition. <laughs> Look, all right, yeah. I uh, I don't want to boast here, mm-hmm. but I drive a Prius, so I don't know. Ram your BMW into me. <laughs> I don't have a gun currently. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Probably won't be able to shoot yeah. you. Uh, I'll be mad about it. Um, every uh, it's a little known fact that uh that every Prius has a gun underneath the driver's uh, seat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I've never yeah. checked yeah. another yeah. actually. So yeah. yeah, it comes from the manufacturer. Yeah, it's got a 357 Magnum sitting underneath every seat. <laughs> <laughs> With solid nickel penetrating the yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to kill any BMW. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. The the year is off to a very strong start. Let's uh let's go ahead and go to the next link. Speaking of strong starts. Oh no. <laughs> Y'all wanna see the bad lady suck at an interview? Kamala? <laughs> Yeah, the bad lady. Like I no, said, did, did I do it right this time? Oh, Kamala. I tried. Yes. I genuinely yes. tried. Thank you. Kamala. Yes, I did it, guys. Correct. It took me about a year and a half. Madison, but I did you it. drive a Prius too. This bump. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pri- Prius gang. Yeah, we don't have a gang I, sign. Our our gang sign I mean, is the the three fifty seven Magnum that's stored <laughs> in the And honestly, um, your your car is the the only. Prius, I, I suppose I've driven, and it's uh, a nice car, right? Yeah, it was. It's it's smooth. I like it. It's good. Yeah, good yeah. car. Fuck the haters. I, I guess I like Priuses. What are you gonna do? Yeah, um, I'm not saying the environment I'm a, with it. I'm a liberal. It just, now. Uh, it just saves yeah. me a lot of gas money. <laughs> um, Kamala Harris gave an interview, uh, which was bad because all of her interviews yeah, are cause, bad. Because uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she 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 looks like she's watching somebody like take a shit on a desk yeah like that's how upset well she the guy's yeah. questioning her so you know <laughs> and the problem is that he's also a person of color so she can't be mm. like mm, racist white guy she's uh, had really bad luck with these uh poc interviewers recently yeah and uh, interviewers yeah. in general this guy i mean and this guy is kind of just like a libby nerd or whatever mm-hmm. but you know um this guy uh i don't know his name i don't care his name um and then uh 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 charlemagne the god um the rapper um let's uh let's go ahead and roll this for a bit this week we saw a record number of hospitalizations adults and children uh we've seen the infection record broken i think a lot of people are, are scratching their heads and they're wondering one year into this administration why why aren't we doing better in the fight against covid <laughs> So let me start with saying that people are rightly frustrated with where we are. We're frustrated. We're all frustrated. But I think it's a mistake, and it would be a mistake to suggest that we've not seen great progress. If you think back to March of 2020, we were all wiping down the boxes that we got if we ordered things online. Because we still cared and didn't know how the virus worked. We have a vaccine. Yes. Proved to be effective and boosters. Now we have. Our children back in school, 95% of schools are back. Yeah, with schools having yeah. like breakouts all good the things. time. And yeah. we are not where pause we were real a year ago. <laughs> Masks for a second. Um, she's she's talking about kids back in school. We don't, they shouldn't be. 
They they shouldn't be, but also uh, the the problem is that uh, there's no fucking teachers yeah. in Oklahoma right now. They're using cops in Oklahoma, they're fucking using cops. Incredible. And, and the and the cops, of course, aren't teaching the kids anything. The cops are just there to like maintain like an authoritarian presence, and so that the kids just stay in their fucking chairs. And to be fair, what else is a teacher supposed to do? I guess. Uh, yeah, a teacher no. does nothing else but maintain an authoritarian <laughs> presence, of course. Uh, no, and, and then the other thing, like, like these these cops are fucking armed. Yeah, Isn't you're maintaining bizarre? order yeah. with children as as like a fucking chud. How funny would it yeah. be though if there was a school shooting at one of those and they only killed like four or five armed cops? <laughs> like a five year old comes in and just. <laughs> 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 Dan said all cops are pigs. <laughs> Saved <dad>. no. <laughs> and... But yeah, no, we, we we have fucking cops watching some kids in some states. I, I know of Oklahoma. I'm, I'm sure there's probably another state where it's happening. Doubtless, yeah. Uh, yeah. But but like you know, tap tapping this is is like a win is 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 insane. It, it's yeah. sick because. I, I know several teachers and all of them are saying like, yeah, most of the staff is out mm-hmm. uh, in one way or another. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not really like, like most of the kids are relying on substitute teachers, nothing against substitute teachers. They, they play a vital role in, in like education a lot of times, uh, because teachers can't always be there every single fucking day. But uh substitute teachers ultimately are just like yeah kids uh go ahead and work on your homework and you know yeah we're gonna cart the tv back in again yeah if you have questions you can ask me or we're gonna cart cart the tv in and you'll watch something educational um hopefully educational not airbud <laughs> uh but but uh, i apparently went to worse schools <laughs> I, I oh you went to home yeah, yeah I, I was homeschooled so uh, ooh, that's that's a weird uh lore object to bring out uh, <laughs> explains everything yeah, I, I was homeschooled uh, uh until the end of high school um, Who's your substitute teacher, Pat Robertson, in the, in the 700 Club? Ironically, yes. Thank, thanks for bringing that up, too. Like I, I, I homeschooled myself for the last few years of high school. So. Yeah. Uh, if you want to learn more about being homeschooled in a religious environment, you can look at the uh, religious deconstruction videos I did. Um, I talk a lot about that. It's more, it's more personal to me. Less shit, but, well, more... Eh. I can't stop shit posting, but it's more personal. <laughs> I have an emotional problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, but but anyway. yeah, uh, you know, the the schools are like empty of staff. Um, they're they're barely being taught anything. Yeah. The the only reason that kids are back in school is because parents need to go to work. Yeah. And school is implicitly kind of like a daycare program for working parents <laughs> to take care of their kids while they're at work. No, people don't recognize that enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not necessarily that it's there to like teach your children. Yeah. And right now we're seeing like the emphasis being placed on it's a daycare program. Uh, that's cheaper than a lot of like, uh, you know, actual daycare programs or, or like nannying fees that you would have to pay, yep. uh, whatever. Um, it, it's an easier solution than than having to pay for all that um, because it, it does have government subsidies. It's cheaper, whatever, um, and it kind of just covers that that whole pe- like. There, there's no coincidence. Like, children shouldn't be in school for as long as they are every day. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's no coincidence that basically a child's entire like school day is the same amount of time as as, as an adult's work day. Uh, it's intentional. Yeah. And let, let's also so, not forget that, um, you know, when it comes to the fact that it's cheaper than getting babysitters and stuff, one of the reasons for that is simply because when you end up pooling resources, things tend to get more efficient yeah. and uh, less costly. The economy of scale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I like uh, I I hear contradictory things in the news. Uh, what? But I guess I don't. I don't. Yeah. I guess I don't know uh, uh, whether or not they're they're related because you know like which I get like you know kids should like it's probably not great that kids don't get to socialize with other kids. Sure. Uh, yeah. No. That, but that, you know, that, dying of a pan of a fucking epidemic level disease might also be bad, but uh so and they always talk about like lost learning which is you know i'm guessing like the propaganda because mm-hmm. they don't actually give a shit about that but then you'll also hear about like record like numbers of people successfully uh uh completing academic pursuits or or like learning a language like uh uh the amount of people that like uh, learned a new language like went up like 300 percent or some stupid number yeah because people had time to like i don't know when, when when things were shut down and people were actually like getting some kind of relief money uh through through like unemployment or whatever uh people yeah. realized that they were actually like capable of like learning and doing things and yep. like uh kind of ex- experiencing stuff on their own without some kind of institution uh uh like directing them um and and yeah that that's always been true of humanity that that's how we got to the point we we got to in yeah. academia and, and other things like shit uh the the only reason that we were able to become advanced enough to invent the nightmare of capitalism is simply because people do like to invent and do and discover things yeah um <laughs> jesus uh but i i mean there's that's that's another reason that uh you know to to layer on to you know, we are in uh, school for eight hours when we're kids to match up with the amount of time that your parents are, are at work, theoretically, even though we're really I mean, kind of, you know, <laughs> people it, need it to work a lot more. Middle class. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the reason that people work as much as they do as well is because, um, you know, thankfully, there's been some kind of, you know, uh, 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 agreement struck through uh, through unions and, and things of the sort. But it's because it's Literally, pretty much the most that you can get most people to work and, and not dissolve into a pool of their own shit yeah. is is eight, nine hours a day, you know, five, six days a week. Um, and, you know, but then obviously, like a lot of people are just working 30 hours a week at two jobs, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and, and so with the pandemic happening, the reason that people are able to do things like read books or learn languages uh, or follow my meme account, uh, which is the only reason that it, it like gained any followers is because of this kind of thing. No, genuinely, I think that's why this all happened. Like, who the fuck wants to look at a Dilla's uh, uh, meme account? Oh, it's because everything collapsed and people have time to think about things for a moment. And so they're like, I'm going to do this. But it's it's because they're no longer being strangled uh, to death and instead just strangled by debt. But at least that's a passive thing happening in the background. Well, and the other thing is yeah. that that they're they're being strangled by debt, but they can look to the left and the right of them and they can see, oh, everybody's being strangled yeah. by debt. 
I really can't be held accountable to this in any yeah. way. So well, I it's might like as well, just like do whatever I want. Yeah, like like the 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 basal immaturity of of having constant panic attacks about the fact that you're going to die. Yeah, is it? It's only viewed as a basal immaturity because of the fact that uh, that's true of everyone. Right. Like it's actually a <laughs> catastrophic thing. It's right. the worst, maybe the worst thing that'll happen to you if you if you're pretty lucky. Uh, but uh, but the fact that it happens to everyone makes it so that it's tolerable. Um, yeah, I, I, I deal with the terror through uh, doomsday prepping. That's yeah, what, you know, yeah. I just jerk off four same, to six times a day. Same, yeah. also same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which same which is what I call doomsday prepping. I mean, you can do them both at the same time. That's know? true. Maybe, I mean, generally maybe, they're related. Maybe you should call uh, it coomsday prep. Let's just call it <laughs> masturbation. Let's let's roll the rest of this. Let's Happy Day. My dick is raw. <laughs> acknowledge that cloth masks, surgical masks, they're not as effective in, in terms of stopping this new variant, Omicron. Should should Americans be wearing KN95 masks or N95 masks? Well, the CDC is going to be providing us with those guidelines. But well, what, what's taking so long? Well, the CDC is making their decisions. I don't make the CDC's decisions. But what I will say is what, what has been clear about masks is you want to wear a tight-fitting mask. <laughs> and we want to urge everybody to do that. In terms of the N95 masks, they are available. There is a stockpile of, I believe, over 700 million of those masks. So the supply is there as necessary and as needed. At what point does the administration say, you know what, the strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Jesus Christ. Every day it is time for us to agree what? that there are things and tools that are available to us could, could, could to slow you pause this it? thing down. And so right <laughs> that, that that really that really should be the like rallying cry of of like center liberals. <laughs> the, it's there, time to do this, what we always do, and that time is every day. It's like it's oh, time to brunch. Agree. You're just saying brunch in a lot of words. <laughs> 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 Amazing. I actually hadn't seen this interview yet, and so I knew that this quote was her. And yeah. I knew she said it at, at you know, well, obviously it said it at some point, but I, I had not seen it in context. And damn that that rules. We, we wake do, up every day and we do the things that we're doing, and that's a thing that we do every day, and it's going strongly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you just mixed fucking Kamala and Trump in an amazing way. No, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's analogous to yeah, each other. I was going to say, I don't think there's a reasonable difference, but I think, that, difference. I think that the reporter might be throwing her off intentionally, though, with his like with the fact that like no, nothing on his body like matches. <laughs> yeah, those fucking like, socks with the yeah. shoes, dude. That's gnarly. Yeah. And, and then well, also he, he has like a single that, that ear tie. piercing. Um, if, if you look he closely, he has a single like ear piercing. So yeah. like even you? his ear piercings are like uneven. Um, his his I've, I've this, like five times color than his than his tie. You know, like this yeah. is what's fucking uh, Kamala. Yeah, he, he's got uh, green tie, yeah. 
Lime green, uh, 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 pocket square, pocket square. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, blue socks and then tan like, shoes and a black suit. Like none of this. And they're bright blue yes. socks. The only too. thing that matches actually is his shoes and his face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, well, the shoes are a little orange here. Yeah, he, he's wearing um, skin colored shoes. Yeah. Which is <laughs> weird. But yeah. I like to wear just his feet. Yeah. I like to wear nude shoes. Uh, they, they should be tabby shoes with little toes. Oh, yeah. yeah. With those blue socks. What a combo. Yeah. Anyway, that guy sucks, but at least he's asking the real questions. Yeah, he's sort yeah. of asking real questions. I mean, yeah. kind of, yeah. No, that's really all we need to get out of this clip is Kamala Harris. What's... Well, we are waking up every day and we're doing the stuff and the stuff is being done and uh, that's it. Sorry, I got to I gotta write down a meme idea. Right. <laughs> yeah, write down a meme idea. Because I'm using my phone as a camera. There's a pen for you, Thanks, buddy. Thanks, pal. See? Usually when I look down, it's because I'm making a meme, but now I'm looking down to write a meme. Yeah. So it's nothing has changed. Uh, go on. <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and go to the next link. We we haven't talked about Ben Shapiro in a while. Oh man, it's because I find him completely uninteresting, uh, completely disingenuous, and basically a giant piece of shit. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. He sucks. Um, is he totally disingenuous? Yeah, he's totally disingenuous. Yeah, he's, no, he's pretty disingenuous. There's no way he fucking well, believes in it. Well, person. disingenuous well, plus religious leads to some weird in-between ground a lot of the time. Uh, which I say is someone that is maybe the most accepting of religiosity in the group, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, well do you so like do you think that he's uh that he's uh uh so disingenuous that like like that he's aware of his like inferiority complex. <laughs> no, you know? no, no, no. He he doesn't believe he has an he he's disingenuous in the arguments he makes. He he has a very clear agenda and he understands when he's treading on like uh agenda points that he shouldn't be getting into because they like undermine his his uh his ideology um which he is intentionally pursuing mm. it's not like an ideology that's like oh yeah this is just what i believe in it's an ideology that's being intentionally pursued and so yeah. what he does is he alters all the facts in order to suit that agenda rather than like interpreting those facts genuinely in a way that like oh well you know because i believe x i i end up also believing y i mean again all to the more the more you stand outside of ideology the more you stand within it my God. Yeah. Well, uh, like, uh, but, like, like, uh, do you think that he's being uh, disingenuous about his like belief that he's uh, smart because he like graduated college at the age of seventeen? No, no, no. He, he definitely believes yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he totally believes oh, it. Okay. Here's my yeah. question: Is does he believe it when his doctor wife pretends to come? Without uh, a doubt, because that would undermine his uh, his his like. I don't think he believes women can come. Yeah. Okay. Probably, there you yeah, go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. He 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 would he would actually say that she's faking it, but it's... only because a woman can't actually come. <laughs> yeah. You, you just got wetter. Uh, do you have any an infection? Yeah. Can I take you to another doctor because you're a doctor? <laughs> no, uh, but this is a. That's when he gets a rabbi to fucking yeah. uh, uh, suck the evil spirits off his Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to take you to the pussy doctor, my rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbis are pretty pimp, though, actually. They could be pussy doctors. Um, 
I want to be around my pussy doctor. The oh, Hebrew they're, Hammer. They're, yes! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hebrew Hammer got fucking laid. I um I used to collect bizarre CDs. Mm. Um like music that was good, but also just weird shit. Do you like and CDs? I I CDs nuts. Ha, uh, you got me. <laughs> yeah. Um but um but one of them one of the ones that I had that I loved because everyone hated it so much and it was just so bizarre was there was a Hebrew national album that they made. Uh, uh, and, uh, like it, the hot dog company? Yeah. And it was a nightmare. And the album art was hysterical. It's exactly <laughs> what you expect same, it to yeah. be. It's like hot dogs in the shape of like a, a Star of David and shit. What? Fucking incredible, dude. Yeah. Right. Wow. Like, well. it's it's better than the best VHS I've ever seen. <laughs> like, this shit rules. Anyway. Um, so, so this is Ben Shapiro. Um, Making weird points about China. What? <laughs> um, and, and like I said, I, I don't care very much for Ben Shapiro, and I don't think he's very interesting, and I, I don't think he is even he's worth like. I, I don't yeah. think he's even really like worth critiquing most of the time because of how obvious his like grift is. I've in been a lot so of ways. surprised. Yeah. I I I have flashbacks to like 2014, 2015 all the time. Where I knew so many people that that would genuinely come to me and say, "Man, Ben Shapiro and Milo are uh, pretty good. They're wow. pretty good, though." Yeah, I mean, I worked uh, at a Home Depot, and my friends were military, largely. But I mean, you guys experienced that, at least a wrong, chunk man. of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just the fact that I mean, those people exist. People really he's, think Ben Shapiro is a smart guy, <laughs> or did. I don't know if that's still true, but probably. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I just don't want to. You don't want to give him credit. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to lend I mean, him the credibility yeah. of like addressing him because I yeah. think he's like such a childish, dumb well, it's fucking... Like, it's like one of the reasons that we haven't historically spent a whole time, a lot of time talking about Trump because it's like, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, everybody knows he yeah. sucks. Even the people that like him knows he sucks. Yeah. They just think he sucks in a good way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a BMW. Um, <laughs> God, yeah, that's good. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So, so Ben Shapiro is going to say some things about China, and and we're, we're going to probably see some really obvious contradictions in what he's saying, and also like uh, uh, he's kind of giving China some credit in, in some regards. In like the fascistic, they're awful because they're so strong because they're weak in a way. Or yes, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. Called it. What up? People don't think uh, American conservatives are fascists. <laughs> uh, go, go ahead and play it. Uh, the planned U.S. diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics will only escalate China's growing enmity toward United States culture. And corporations are just going to keep surrendering on this. And here's the thing. China has to use its leverage. So just as the Soviet Union was a second-rate power masquerading as a first-rate power, China is a second-rate power masquerading as a first-rate power. They are not an economic powerhouse. China oh, pause for a second. is an extraordinary... Does any <sighs> Soviet Union, does anyone believe every, that? Is that the people that beat us at every mark in the space race except one yeah. and like advanced from being essentially like a, a, a feudal uh, state to an advanced industrial country within like a decade? Just as the Soviet Union was a second rate power masquerading yeah. as a first rate power. Um, like the and 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 the the only way that you can argue that they're second rate powers masquerading as first rate powers is if you disagree with Ben Shapiro and everything and think, 
oh, actually, we need a safer, more regulated series of industrial complexes yeah. uh, that stop us from building the way that China does or stop us from having, you know, nuclear power plants in the way that like, you know, we had in Chernobyl or something like that. Because that's what allowed them to advance so quickly, but also the things that made them catastrophic in so many ways, because they didn't have things like this massive uh, 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 like regulation and shit that Ben Shapiro hates anyway. Yeah, right. which is actually like like kind of interesting because like they'll talk about like the shittiest parts of like, uh, you know, Chinese infrastructure, yeah. you know, but then like which you all can, the things like, they see, would like, love here. Yeah, well, yeah, no, exactly, because, like, the government, like, just, like, leaves an area, and right. fucking, because they, they, they put all their focus on, like, making, like, some, like, crazy fucking, like, uh, uh, cross-continental, like, power transmission fucking uh, substation network, Yeah, and then, meanwhile, in these small cities, like, they're building, you know, eight-story buildings on foundations made out of a cans but you also assume that that's because there's there's no regulation in those areas at the time that's also like (laughs) semi-intentional isn't it like to some degree where it's just like be as reckless as you can and grow as quickly as you can because ultimately it's good for like her development and her economy even if it's bad for the people um yeah yeah i think yeah John, r- real quick um could could you check your your discord like input discord. because you the the videos are are coming kind of quiet all right check it out sorry to do this but this is the second video now that's been like way quieter than i think we're very disappointed in you oh you know what i think because i might have been fucking with my aunt yep i was fucking with my audio son of a guy I lowered this app. John, the producer right, strikes again. Yeah. Okay, so I think that that'll work. This is what he looks like when he's fucking too. Shapiro, not John. Large population. <laughs> yes, that's way yeah, better. But, yeah, yeah. Right. Also, that he also looks like that when he's fucking. Yeah. <laughs> is, mm, is this working for you? All right. Inform uh, me. Go go ahead and uh, play it. They've opened up their market to the extent that they have been able to take hundreds of millions of their own citizens out of abject poverty. But the simple fact of the matter is that China is not a widely prosperous country. China's GDP per capita is still about $10,500. That is their GDP per capita. The United States GDP per capita is currently $63,500. So our GDP per capita is about six times that of China. Canada's is four times that of China. Well, yeah, except like... It don't isn't the majority of people don't make sixty three thousand dollars. Yeah, the the, the yeah. problem the problem about using a <laughs> GDP per capita is that it it does nothing to talk about the distribution of wealth in the in the country. Which I'm not saying that China has like a good distribution of wealth either. Um, it's probably a little bit more equitable. Than, I mean, they're than socialized to some degree. They're they are socialized yeah. to some degree. Um. But, What's amazing about this is is Ben Shapiro will speak to people who who uh, uh, basically make fucking dirt, um, and somehow they'll they'll believe that oh my the the GDP per capita of my country because he's using a a very specific specific statistic uh, that makes America look good, uh, which is GDP per capita. But it does nothing to address the fact that there's massive wealth inequality in America. Yeah. Uh, there's massive hunger in America. 
Uh, we, we saw it during the pandemic where there's there's, you know, lines of cars outside of, uh, you know, food distribution uh, centers. Well, that's exactly what I was going to bring up, which is the the simple fact that, OK, yeah, your GDP, because the dollar is the, you know, the, the reserve currency of the world uh, yeah. is is such. Uh, but how far does the American dollar go in your country? What, you're, what are you able to purchase to keep yourself alive? Like how yeah. much is rent in like China? The, Probably significantly less than the, in the, like the San Francisco. The problem is that he's, he's looking um, at uh, uh, the GDP and not the real economy, which yeah, is exactly. your, your Again, actual, without context. Yeah, your, your actual ability as a human being to buy uh, things you need in the yeah. economy, which is the real economy. GDP has nothing to do with that. GDP is an international metric for interactions of that sort. Yeah. Not not for interactions it, of gross can I afford to product. eat? It's 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 what your country is making through exports and imports. Yeah. It has literally nothing to do with whether or not you can feed your children. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So so it's a, it's a really bad metric, but um he he's going to go on to talk more about how China has used cat and and mind you ben shapiro is a capitalist and and he's like china has abused capitalism it's like well maybe that means capitalism is a bad system if right. it can be abused in yeah. this way I, I i i would point out one last thing about the numbers is that he's ben giving as, a liberal now? <laughs> as a good way to exemplify how wrong these numbers are which is that uh, I was literally looking at these numbers today, but in order to be considered middle class in most U.S. states, you have to make, um, I mean, it, it, it differs widely by state. But if we're talking about the low end in some of the poorer states, we're talking about mid to high 20,000s, which is still, you know, not very much money at all. But we're still talking about yeah, a like world where where people are still in those contexts struggling to become middle class. And yeah, so and that's, that, and that's like Booney's bumfuck rural rural Alabama. That yeah, that but but, but we're we're class. still we're still talking about, you know, entire states where people aren't able to make enough to be considered middle class, uh like in general, but because of the fact that we have people that make, you know, five hundred thousand dollars because they got a, you know, some kind of gig at uh, I don't know, fucking building, some engineering thing. Raytheon, Raytheon, right? Uh, because we have people working at Raytheon, or because we have people making like millions of dollars, um, it ends up throwing all the numbers off. Uh, so that you know, like the upper end of middle class in most U.S. states is like anywhere between a hundred thousand, like one hundred and fifty thousand, which is insane. Because I think of someone that makes a hundred thousand dollars, and I think you are very well off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, n none of the numbers represent actual experience of the economy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, continue playing this, please. UK's is four times that of China. So when you're talking about economic powerhouses, if you're going to rank, if you're going to rank countries by GDP per capita, the simple fact of the matter is that China is ranked on a global level in terms of GDP per capita, according to worldometers below Libya, Montenegro, Mexico, Thailand, Azerbaijan, and Iraq. Real okay, so is not probably a being a site that he won't respect for like COVID <laughs> stats, but he will for like his weird political but, point but about also, economy. But also, what's funny is uh, he, he's 
the the claim he's making here is that China is manipulating America's elite through economic means. Yeah. And he says China's not an economic powerhouse. Yeah. It's worse by uh GDP per capita to all these other countries, but somehow it's still manipulating all these things. It's not an economic powerhouse. It's just having a lot of economic <coughs> power right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. which is uh, one of the dumbest fucking arguments that's ever been made in the history oh, for of sure. mankind. But, and, and, and it's even dumber than that. Excuse me. But we're, we're also talking about, you know, it's not surprising to anyone that China is an economic labor powerhouse. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that we know them as being. Yeah. Uh, but they're also a financial powerhouse in the sense that they end up owing all a, a huge amount of debt, which, again... A reminder to everyone that is confused about this, because people generally seem to be, we owe more to ourselves than we owe to China. Yes. Uh, but uh, we, we actually owe like 90% of our debt yeah. to ourselves. And yeah, almost all of like it. Yeah. 5% right. of it to China. Yeah. And then the the, the other 5% our, that's missing there is just dispersed around a bunch of right. other countries. Our international debt is mostly to China. And so people think that we owe everything mm-hmm. to China. Uh, but the, the, the last thing is that these people are constantly complaining about, or were, they finally got tired of it for a while because no one can explain what it means, uh, at least on that side, uh, talking about how China is performing currency manipulation, which we don't <laughs> necessarily need to get into. But if they're able to manipulate currency, they're able to manipulate the functionality of debt, yeah. and they're able to manipulate labor power, then it seems like they are the economic powerhouse, right. which I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say is the case. But if we are working off of the worldview, then they are. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, so Ben Shapiro's <laughs> worldview is China is manipulating everything uh, and making everything. They're and they owe everything. They, yeah. <laughs> they 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 own make it. everything. They own everything. Uh, but they're not an economic powerhouse yeah. because their GDP is low. Yeah. Um, GDP means absolutely nothing to your ability to buy food for you and your family. Yeah. Um. Also, John, can you look up really quick what the population ratio is between the U.S. and China? I'd be really curious to also see, like, the uh, uh, the GNI, uh, like the, the gross national, uh, uh, or the GNP, sorry. Um, because yeah, it's caps like... Lock, caps lock on, John. <laughs> GDP. Oh. GNI, I think, is a pervert thing. GNI. GNI. Is it... No, it's G. Oh, it is G and Why did I say that right and then oh, think I man. fucked up? Because I'm drinking. These are not it, good numbers it, that we're looking at. We're just looking at just China. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm. Oh, well, I forgot to put something in there. But, <laughs> but, oh, but ultimately, help. I mean, it's. I mean, those are good growth numbers anyway. Like, it, it, it doesn't matter that much. But but the, the fact is that China has a huge amount of people, yeah, significantly more, more people than the U.S. does. And so when we're talking about economies of a certain size, we're, that needs to be considered, right? Um, and I don't know. It's the, 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 all these numbers are manipulated. I, and he's, he's stupid. As as a fun little aside, I uh, looked up like hunger statistics between China and the uh, U.S. Yes. You mean things that might matter? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, your ability to put food on your table for you and your family. Um, China and the U.S. kind of actually have comparable uh, hunger statistics. 
Um, not not anything that I would call like ah one of these countries is doing better than the other. Yeah. Um, they're, but if you have that many people and your GDP is that much lower and you have comparable hunger statistics, it sounds like you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Ch- China is not the. Uh, don't don't bother looking at the insecurity statistics. Yeah, finding statistics. finding out numbers ad hoc is uh, yeah. Seems like it, a it, uh, um, it it takes a lot of research because you're, you're gonna find like clearly agendized sort of um the, the yeah, heritage sure. foundation is going to have yeah, something you're going to find a bunch of statistics <laughs> that are bad I, I i look for legitimate sources and it kind of turns out that like both countries are similar in hunger right. uh which isn't great for either country no i'm not a huge china stand for for any amount a lot of things you can be critical of with a lot china. of things you can criticize about china a lot of, a lot things, of things that you yes. shouldn't be because it's fucking stupid <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> but, and, yeah. and uh, gdp is not one of them yeah. and a lot of things you can criticize about the u.s and uh, gdp is not one of its winning statistics uh, because yeah. of how wealth inequality works in america uh let's play a little bit more of this because uh ben just I don't know. I don't know how to say he's just one of the dumbest, most disingenuous people I know, but no of. (laughs) Except that they have tons and tons and tons of people, and they can use that leverage in order to force people to do what they want. They can use the pressure points that are inherent in capitalism to get particular corporations to bend to their will. And this is what they have to do. In the same way that Russia has to invade surrounding countries in order to demonstrate to their population that the country has a future and that they're a muscular player on the world stage, even though the fact is that Russia is indeed a second-rate power with a second-rate economy and a decrepit military structure. Right? Russia's GDP per capita is is also quite terrible. Russia's GDP per capita right now is on par with China. It's about 10,000 bucks per person. Right? Those are bad numbers. Okay, but all these countries have to demonstrate they're muscular on the world stage. What China has figured Why out is that they love using the word muscular market, so much? It can... Well, because he's not probably. Yeah. I don't well, know. him and uh, what's his fucking name? The guy with the tiny face and the big head, uh, uh, Charlie, oh, Charlie Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. He's he's also got that muscular, weird like muscular, muscular class. <laughs> they love the muscular, the muscular people. Continue. Anyway, yeah. Actually, create the perception of widespread power, and using its massive military can threaten surrounding countries. Which would mean that the best way for the United States to fight China would be on the economic stage, in the same way that we fought the Soviet Union. Okay, we did not foster vast economic connections between ourselves and the Soviet Union in the middle of the Cold War. That would have been incredibly stupid. It would have made American companies dependent on the Soviet Union. And yet the entire West fell prey to the belief that if we started to plant McDonald's in China, somehow this would overthrow the Chinese Communist Party. That, of course, is untrue. It turns out that is dictators... Is that what Reagan was doing the whole time with Russia? Sl- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll put some McDonald's over there and we'll make it work out. Yeah. Continue, please. <laughs> just, <laughs> just open markets hurting. to enrich themselves and create a cadre of overlords who are able to suppress the rest of the population. And this is exactly we don't do talking here. about the U.S. or China. Yeah. <laughs> we don't right. know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is Ben Shapiro's cumin uh, face. Oh, yeah. 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 That's. That's oh. too much cumin right there. Oh, man. <laughs> it's spicy. Uh, oh, oh, was it as dry for me as it was for you? <laughs> Known fact, Ben Shapiro only dry comes. Yeah. Yeah, it's dust. It's like a Mr. Burns <laughs> gumshot. Ropes of mist. 
Just tell, tell we'll, we'll, only, we'll only watch a little bit more, but let's continue. <laughs> exactly what China has to do because China has serious problem. China is only a threat to the West insofar as the West allows China to be a threat to the West. Um. That's the reality of the situation because China internally is extraordinarily weak. According to the New York Times, China announced on Monday that its birth rate plummeted for the fifth straight year in 2021, moving the world's most populous country closer to the potentially in the U.S., by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, well, and birth, birth if, rates if they everywhere are plummeting. Though, yeah, I, and if, if they weren't a threat, why would we? Why would we need to defend ourselves? Yeah, against I them? mean, they were a, a threat yesterday, and they will it. be tomorrow, but not today. Um, yeah, the not, birth rate thing, though, I think is a lot more severe for China. Um, but I haven't looked at numbers for that recently. Uh, but it also doesn't matter. Well, that, who gives a shit? Yeah. They're also a bigger country than we are, so they can like right. deal with birth rate issues that's, that's, um yeah that's that's kind of what well, i was getting yeah. out there well the i think that that uh the problem in i think it's in a lot of asian countries not just china japan uh, for sure has a huge birth rate yeah, problem well but i mean one of the problems is, is that uh like like nursing homes i'm pretty sure oh, yeah. are only for uh the the affluent right uh, yeah in like, most places uh, yeah yeah well no i mean well i mean like uh there are nursing homes that technically a middle-class family with both uh spouses uh working might be able to put one of their uh sets of parents it's also nursing nursing home home like after working with them uh i can tell you we'll just kill you yeah Yeah. no that's that that it like uh i've got a friend who's a doctor and even even if you're because they they put uh they put 20 year olds in nursing homes yeah uh, if you cannot, if you, if you cannot take care of yourself long-term, yeah. you get put in a nursing home. And even if you're in your twenties, it is going to shorten your lifespan significantly so much. Yeah. 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 You yeah. will, you will die in that nursing home. The longer you stay there, the less likely you are to leave. Yeah. But either way, like if you're fucking, I don't know, 82 and nobody can take care of you or whatever, or can afford to, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, or like one of the yeah. problem one of the problems in Japan is there's nowhere for old people to go. Yeah. They can't, they can't go live with their, their kids and stuff like that. And the, right. And from what I understand, the birth rate affects that and you know, how yeah. terrible fucking society is. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Financialization. Dad? Yeah. What? On this podcast. Yeah. Cause nobody can take care of their parents when they're senile. And yeah. Really. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the uh, the like I forget exactly what they're called, uh, but like essentially the the age graphs of uh, of various countries, and some of them are really fucking funny. Yeah. Where it's just like huge top side, okay. like they're top heavy graphs, where it's just like everyone is like sixty years old, and then like they don't have any people that'll be able to take care of anything. It's 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 very very funny um, and sad. Yeah, We're that's why it's funny to yeah. say. and sad. <laughs> uh, but again, one of my uh, one of my maybe offhanded arguments uh, against antinatalism. Yeah, for sure. Because <clears throat> I like uh, pyramid schemes. Natalism <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is a pyramid. Scheme. It is. It kind of is. Like I in, will. I will a, give you that in a financial. Well, you don't have to give me it because I'm not an <laughs> actual antinatalist. Well, no, I, I'll, I'll give the royal you that. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not anti uh, people having babies. I just think it's 
Like, you probably won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do it. I mean, I, that's the thing. I probably won't do it either. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think, I think, I think coming is cool. <laughs> and I think babies <laughs> rule. And I think life is hard, but probably worth it in the end. We live in a society. We live in a society. We live in a society. Sorry, I, sh- I shouldn't be so positive on this podcast. <laughs> uh, could, could you please play a little bit more of this, John? Yes. Seismic moment when its well, population was- will begin to shrink, hastening a demographic crisis that could undermine its economy and even its political stability. The falling birth rate, coupled with an increasing life expectancy that has accompanied China's economic transformation over the last four decades, means the number of people of working age relative to the growing number of people too old to work has continued to decline. In other words, they have a social welfare structure that is completely upside down. It is no longer a pyramid. It is now a top-heavy pyramid. And there are not That's enough people at the bottom of the pyramid to support all the people at the top of the pyramid. <laughs> this could result in labor shortages, um, which could hamper reduce tax okay. revenue. He fucking sucks. Uh, all of his points about ch- China are b- bizarre considering the way uh, uh, American uh, life is going. Um, yeah, China. The, the main takeaways are China is not an economic powerhouse. China is manipulating everyone in America through their economic power. Not a threat. I don't know how to pair those with. two things together necessarily and make them flush and make them make sense. Um, I don't think Ben Shapiro knows how to flush those two things together either. Um, China is a a second-rate power masquerading as a first-rate power. However, it is dominating everything. Um, Basic fashy stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's a very typical, our enemy is weak, but our enemy is dominating us. By the way, (laughs) starting in March, uh, it's official. Uh, The workshop is going to be doing a a segment for about 10 to 16 weeks, depending on fascism for like a minute. Okay, so uh, (laughs) we uh, we do these um, uh, uh, seminars, workshops, uh, which we always end up pushing at the end of these episodes. But I might as well explain them in more depth now because I never really explain what happens in them. Uh, but, um, it's, it's three hours long. It happens on Saturdays from 11 AM until 2 PM PST. And, uh, what we do is we have anywhere between 10 and 16 weeks. This one was actually extended to 18 weeks, um, where we cover a certain topic. Uh, in the first hour, we talk about the readings that were given to you, all of, uh, which are provided to you, uh, with, uh, f- for free. Uh, and, uh, for the first hour, hour and a half, we end up talking about the readings. So generally pieces of philosophy or literature, um, and then we do some kind of exercise if we have time. And then we end up uh, talking about different projects people are working on, uh, be they literature or, uh, theory paintings, um, just weird thoughts that people have had really pretty much anything you want that you want to bounce ideas off of people with, um, pieces of film have become more common. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so what we're doing for the next seminar, which will be getting, which will be, be beginning in, uh, I think the beginning of March, uh, maybe middle of March, uh, will be on fascism. Uh, so we'll have a, uh, a, the length of a full university course talking about fascism, uh, and, uh, and kind of really getting into it so that you can be the only person hanging out at that party who, uh, when you say the word fascism, can actually define it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that is a superpower, I will tell you. 
If you can, if you can define fascism, people look at you like you're a fucking wizard. Either because they think you have brain problems uh, because they're conservative or because they think that you're made of magic uh, because they can't, uh, but they wish they could. Uh, so, yeah, that's the pitch. Anyway, uh, patreon.com slash truncata, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A. Uh, I actually have a really big announcement uh, coming up soon about some changes in uh uh, the donation scheme and things like that, but you can get access to it for free simply by messaging myself or Mike, uh, and we'll just let you in. You don't have to donate anything because all the money, none of it goes to me. All the money goes to donating to either individuals or to groups, usually either, to individuals, uh, which I feel uh, is all, more all efficient. All the money goes to um, the democratic national convention yeah <laughs> um but no we we've donated from uh, uh a really interesting variety of of causes yes, uh, from the, the, the good things have happened from the equal justice initiative to uh an autism foundation a very small one in california uh which i forget the name of i i can find that to individuals some people who have just lost their homes we've paid for people's rent uh, we've paid for medical expenses. Uh, we've paid for the survivors of people that have been lost. Honestly, I feel like that's the one that we do most, which is uh, kind of scary yes. and unfortunate. Yeah, people die a lot. Life is very fragile. Uh, but uh, yeah, so if you want to give us money so we can give it to a good cause, it is uh, anywhere between 5 and $20 a month. Uh, but otherwise, just hit us up. We'll give you a link and you can hang out with us. You can also lurk. You don't even have to. You can just have a live podcast, essentially. Yeah. Uh, where you just listen to us talk about with, with two you know, idiots whatever. and then mm -hmm. a bunch of intelligent people That's that we've suckered into to giving us content. Exactly. They think I'm their dad, <laughs> uh, but I'm actually they think son. I'm their mom. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. And this week, if you listen to this before tomorrow morning, which is unlikely, uh, or if you're watching live, we are discussing Deleuze and Guattari. Uh, Kafka towards the minor literature. So we're getting into some important stuff. And actually for the next month and a half, we're going to be talking about the more political oriented pieces of writing. We're doing Preciado, Fanon, uh, uh, Deleuze, uh, all sorts of different, really interesting stuff. So it's a little less literary, a little bit more focused on politics. So I think it's the right thing for Benzo. Anyway, how was your pee? Back to the, what I had to step out. To how was our pee? I had to I had to step out to smoke crack. Actually. Oh yeah, that's true. I can smell it. <laughs> I was feeding. <laughs> so Ben Shapiro sucks. China is fine, but sucks. But is cool, but sucks. Yeah. And what else do we have? It's another. Uh, uh, well, we have Jordan Peterson. Oh is, yay! Which is that's uh, not Jordan Peterson. That's a black man. <laughs> we're, is, uh... we're maybe late reaching the meat of our content, but. Yeah. Um, uh, the the episode I titled uh, Daddy Danko Mommy Mike from Madison in the <laughs> chat. Oh, yeah. uh, the the episode is titled uh, 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 Jordan Quitterson. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're a funny guy. Yeah, you got it. Pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so this this is Jordan. We don't have to watch this whole thing, of course. I'll I'll tell tell us when to cut it off. Um, we're we're gonna have some multiple pause moments in here, Hi. of course. Uh, but this is uh, Jordan Peterson talking about the pandemic and a tyrannical rule. I've seen oh. things you people wouldn't believe. Uh, Attack you, ships you, on fire off the shoulder of Orion. Sea beams glitter <laughs> off the Tenhouse Gate. All these memories will be lost in time like tears in rain. 
time to retire. <laughs> yeah, um, you're saying this is a joke, but uh, there's there's going to be a clip where Jordan Peterson basically does that. <laughs> I want more school, motherfucker. <laughs> um, uh, so this really is Jordan hoping... Peterson. No, go ahead, John. Sorry. I was really hoping that this was going to be Jordan Peter Peterson uh, being reunited with his uh, mixed race uh, love child. child. Yeah, yeah, that, and then that, rapping that he, to that, him as like yeah. a way to uh, to make I, sense of his own monomythic I know traits. Your people's culture, <laughs> right in the middle of little Italy, little do it and don't do riddle and who did do Italy. Didn't do any of that, right? And titties, <laughs> ass, ass, and titties. Ass and <laughs> he just goes into DJ assault. Man. Uh, he's got a he has a he has a decent uh, vernacular when it comes to you know hip hop. Right? Ass, 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 ass and <laughs> uh, Let's go ahead and play this. This is Jordan Peterson uh, talking about the pandemic and and how um the the response to the pandemic is maybe worse than the pandemic itself. Uh, the pandemic has killed probably a million people in America alone. Oh, it's definitely way. a million at this point. Yeah, <laughs> um, the the official number is eight hundred and ninety thousand. Bullshit. I think. But yeah, that that's severely underreported yeah. because losers uh, politics have played a great role in in <clears throat> how all these things are reported. Yeah, we just. It, it it was a good sign that once the Trump administration took over the count, it just kind of stopped for a long time. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, uh, talk, people. Biden's took, not helping either. Obviously, people took help or took heart in uh, in Trump taking over. They were like, "Oh, finally, uh, competent leadership." Yeah. What we needed this the, whole time. The healthiest <laughs> man I know is uh, going to yeah. really manage this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so go ahead and play this. Oh man, I, he's got more liver spots every time I see him. <laughs> oh, he, he, he's the king right in front of us. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll play it. <laughs> well, we'll see with regard to the pandemic because although in some sense it is in some ways over, our reaction to it is by no means over. Can, can we pause yeah, that I'm we overreact? You can hear it in his voice. This man is dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, the pandemic is over. Uh, Record-breaking hospitalizations, yeah. record-breaking rates of infection. This, so I got, I got COVID in 2020, towards the beginning of, well, yeah, beginning-ish of this thing, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, that's so novel and crazy. Are you okay?" And I, you know, it was a whole thing, and I got a lot of attention. I, I jerked off a lot. Actually, you did. Yeah. Uh, but then I got COVID again because uh, apparently I'm really stupid or I know a lot of stupid people or something. Uh, but I got it again uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, and it was very mild because I got vaccinated twice, but, you know, no booster or anything. But, uh, you know, it sucked a lot for like five days or a week or whatever. Uh, but, um, you know, so worse than a normal flu, but not as bad as COVID is in my experience. But anyway, when I was when I was talking to people, but I was like, oh, fucking I, I got COVID again. Almost everyone I spoke to either knew someone or uh, that had it or had it themselves. They were just like, oh, no, just fucking everyone has COVID now. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah the pandemic is over. The pandemic is over. <laughs> this but, this but was a week and a half is, ago. Yeah. Our response to COVID is not over. Thank you. Why is Dr. Jordan Peterson for <laughs> yeah. not reading the room? And the uh, the. Uh, very good point by Funky Fjord. Close to record deaths that haven't caught up to our record infections yet and won't for another week or three. Yep. Yeah. 
because data takes um, a while to process and it data takes a long time yeah. to process but also oh. in in uh you know my experience and from what i've seen of the numbers uh covid doesn't kill you if it's going to kill you until like day 10. yeah uh these weaker variants or what seem to be weaker variants especially with vaccines vaccination and stuff seem to get more intensely more quickly so maybe by like week day five or seven or something uh and then you start recovering but it takes a really long time for this to really do its dirt you know so you know that affects the statistics a lot as well also if you're uh currently mourning the death of meatloaf um he did he die from covid yeah uh what from what I've heard, he uh, died from COVID. Refused to get vaccinated. That guy had the best hits, though. Oh yeah, he had my favorite breasts. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He he would do anything for love, but apparently the the I won't do that was uh, get, get vaccinated. As somebody who has a very clear comorbidity, his his name is literally a reference to him being too fat <laughs> but, i would uh, do anything for love but i won't get vaxxed yeah here you go there you go we, we found the lyric yeah. um but uh, <laughs> go ahead and play more jordan peterson talking out of yeah, his ass i would say so precipitously to it is that we were unprepared for such things in our naivety and then we rushed to imitate a totalitarian society in the immediate aftermath of the pandemic emergence and that's something that everybody should think about a lot. And we're not done with all that totalitarian nonsense again, yet. Sorry. Um, so he kind of brushes aside the fact that we weren't prepared for something like this. And then, then what he says that we should have really been thinking about a lot is uh, how we responded to this totalitarianism. Um, and I, I do think that we should be very wary of the bizarre potential of, of this scary, like, biomedical security state. No, 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 without, without a doubt. That, but, that's not yeah. the point I'm, like, trying to argue here at all. But, but, but people are blowing it out of proportion in the wrong ways while ignoring it in others. Like, like this, the, the, the same people... telling you to wear a fucking mask, which we all know works. Yeah. Well, well okay, so, so here's, here's my question, and maybe yeah. I'm entirely off base with this. Go ahead. Right. Uh, but if I were to say, okay, so, so what's the difference between these two pictures kind of thing, right? So one of them is you have to wear a mask when you go into BJ's to get a hamburger or a BJ, right? Uh, and the other one is if you become impregnated, you are forced to carry the child and raise a person for 18 years. Right. Yes. Which one of those is going to make your life harder? It's the restaurant <laughs> one, right? <laughs> yeah. It's the one where you yeah. can't get a haircut without like taking one loop off at a time or like, yeah, which one? Yeah. yeah. Which it, one? It, it's, it's which one, Michael? <laughs> well, well, obviously it's the one where, where I have to wear a mask. Thank you. Because I can't Thank bear you. children. And so all of yeah. my rules and justifications are based off of the fact that I can't bear children. Yeah. And also, just a really quick point as well, uh, Madison points out long COVID, which I can tell you is a fucking nightmare. It makes you yeah. dumber. Uh, it makes you less capable of just doing basic shit like uh, walking. Uh, yeah, long COVID is fucking bad. It sucks. It, it, and it's going it to really your penis. do things like, yeah, <laughs> potentially, right? That guy that lost like an inch and a half or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But um <laughs> Yeah, the the long uh, the the longer effects of COVID, uh, even if you don't give a shit about people, 
Um, it's going to affect our economy in like really dire ways. Well, well and, and also oh, yeah. like the, the basic <laughs> All stages point. of it, physical and the mental, you know, like the, the basic point of it is, um, yeah, the vaccine may have some side effects. All of the side effects are things that happen if you get COVID. But, uh, <clears throat> the virus is actively trying to kill you. So yeah. it's worse when you get the virus because, Virus will leave you with things like uh, scar tissue on your lungs. Yeah. Uh, my myocarditis. Uh, I, swelling I look, of the heart. Yeah, swelling uh, of the heart. Yeah. Uh, I look more brain, into that. Right? What's that? Clots in the brain. No, is that also a thing? No, no, that's not a thing with the vaccines, really. No, um, no, not the vaccines. I was talking about COVID. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like I they, believe it. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, there's there's like weird blood clotting things of, that happen yeah, with, with all uh, kinds of weird shit happens. Um, but myocarditis, which is like the the linchpin of like all the fucking anti-vax like arguments, uh, with the vaccine, it's relatively short-lived. It's a temporary yeah. swelling of the heart. It's which is a medical problem, sure, but it's short-lived. It's also the same argument they end up making against unions, where they say, "Yeah, hey, you're gonna have to pay fifty dollars mm. at most <sighs> a month." Okay. Right. <laughs> and yeah, they'll For, increase your wages uh, by I don't know, 150 bucks $50. a month. <laughs> but think about that. And, uh, uh, also, by the way, anybody who's thinking about joining the union, a lot of unions at fifty dollars a month also covers your health insurance. Yep. Yeah. And again, fifty dollars yeah. is is the extreme high end of union dues. For sure. Like yeah, it's like electricians and plumbers. Yeah. So uh, play some more Jordan Peterson. Let's do it. Let's just scroll down. It looks like the chance really working. Well, fear. I mean, 50% of Democrats in the United States believe you have a 50% Mm. chance of being hospitalized with COVID and 25% of Republicans believe the same thing. And you can point a finger at people and laugh at their ignorance, but you should really ask, well, why is this overestimate of that magnitude? And what does that mean in relationship to policy? And I've had conversations with people advising at the highest level of government, in particularly in Canada, who've told Very me it's flat out. I'm sorry, pause it. Yeah. And they're I have been advising with people, consulting with is yeah. the my friend has a friend. So my friend's yeah. friend was talking to someone who got herpes by sitting on a toilet seat. Right. <laughs> I know a person who is loosely related to somebody who is an elected office. Yeah. Every, everyone is is how many degrees from Kevin Bacon? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Anyway. How many people are uh, six degrees from a toilet seat? <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, no. I, 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 I can... I can see my toilet because mm-hmm. I'm poor. Oh. I can no. smell mics. <laughs> your, your, your toilet is, is somewhere in that, that blast radius? It is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that blast yeah. radius is like 100,000 miles. Yeah. So, Yeah. But, and it's, that, in fact, that is my toilet. It's a world ending. Oh, oh, right. Right, no. right, right at the center there. This, this Chad just shits in the fucking nuclear wasteland. <laughs> Please continue this video. <laughs> Very reliable sources. That Very reliable. None of the COVID policy for the last year was driven by reliance on science. It's all opinion poll. What was it based and that's off? that's really pernicious. <laughs> what was that? What was it based off of? The economy, maybe? Uh, <laughs> capitalism! Go ahead. Go ahead, please. <laughs> because 
well, who's asking the questions and how do they set up the answer and who's answering and in what emotional state and so to what degree are we led by considerations of short-term propitiation of unwarranted fear? Well, that's no way for free people to live. It certainly won't work in the long run. We're already seeing tremendous supply chain disruptions and likely the emergence of an inflationary pressure that we I got haven't all experienced my since the sometimes. 1970s in the aftermath. aftermath. It's fucked Wait, up, but like... <laughs> is he, so are people not becoming truck drivers because they're scared of catching COVID alone in the cab of their truck? They're, they're, they're also afraid of, of uh, becoming truck drivers because they might get charged uh, 110 <laughs> years in jail if their brakes fail. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of truck sucks. drivers actually died from COVID is the problem. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, not a lot of people want to become truck drivers. Yeah. Uh, and when you kill everyone that wanted to become truck drivers, that poses a problem for the overall like employment of truck drivers. You know what? I would have been really happy as a truck driver, but apparently DUIs get in the way. <laughs> apparently you can't drive and drink. You can't drive around with open Smirnoff, but you can do yeah. it with a meth pipe. And the cops won't even like listen to you ah. and say, hey, I, I actually drive better this way. Yeah. I, I'm more focused. <laughs> I'm more focused because I'm afraid yeah, of breaking the law. Exactly. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> I drive better when I'm high because I'm very careful. <laughs> I'm also in a time loop and I don't know where I am, but I'm so careful about it. Is this Cincinnati? Oh, St. Louis? Yeah, well, we're, we're close. <laughs> uh, go ahead, please. Path of the oil shocks. And none of that has sorted itself out yet. I believe that we will conclude that our response to the pandemic caused more death and misery than the pandemic itself. Please pause. And we have no... Almost at a million deaths now, directly yeah. related to the pandemic. We might still determine that this is the case through politics. We might we might yeah, end up saying it might say that in the history books in the end, uh, because history is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but um Yeah, I, I don't think a million people have died because of like uh just like regular shutdowns. Like um, how many people died nine eleven? Nine eleven? Uh three thousand and then how and many then people like died in 4, Benghazi? 000. Oh, no one cares mike (laughs) no one cares but it's very important it was a lot of people it was too many too too many i think it was less than that yeah i think i'm on the high side i think like at most it was a dozen yeah like it it, it was either four or 14 yeah Um, Yeah. uh so how many people died during january 6th Four, three, two, uh, one, somewhere one. between one and six, and uh, <laughs> our cops half people. Of those, yeah, <laughs> half of those debatable. Yeah, um, but but we're still going to try to treat it like the worst thing that's ever happened. Um, it was. It was. Uh, eight hundred and sixty, eight hundred and ninety thousand people. I yeah. think is the official tally. And, Might hit triple nine elevens by day. And it was somehow just like I don't know, closing down the economy, paying some people to just stay home is worse than 890,000 deaths. Yeah. I'm I'm also I'm I'm really I'm sorry to do this to uh this person. I'm not going to name them uh but uh you know how I learned how to spell the word triple cuz it only has one p in it. The the way I learned how to spell triple is that once you've added two p's and you're on your way to triple p's, you've gone too far. It 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 has far fewer p's than you think. 
<laughs> I remember everything through very complicated, <laughs> stupid mnemonic devices, which is why my brain's like this. Anyway, who wants to talk about Deluxe? <laughs> let's, uh, let's play some more of this clip. <laughs> oh, end game in sight. Another thing I asked the people that I was speaking with, it's like, when is this over? Well, we don't know. Well, what would over look like? Nobody with two brain cells to rub together has ever asked fucking Jordan Peterson when the pandemic's going to end. Well, no. here's here's the thing for me is that no one has ever... I, I'm sorry. The only way that this is going to end is if we get such mild forms of COVID that it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then it's still going to be a danger that something horrible will come out of that where suddenly we have like a super COVID that just murders everyone. Well, but COVID is part of life now. If anyone, it, anyone that I've ever spoken to that said, when this is all over, those people have been stupid. They're yeah. just dumb people because this is just part of life now. You, you remember, if you ever watched cartoons in the 90s, one of the ongoing gags was a, a cure for the common cold. And it's because even the most basic piece of shit knew that you couldn't cure the cold. Right. And it wasn't <laughs> worth it. And that's what COVID is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We we basically allowed something to become a yeah. permanent part of our our. Uh... We were panicking about MRSA, and we were like, "Let's just do the same thing, but with the cold." <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's permanent now. Yeah. It, it's endemic, I guess. Yeah, it's here. Let's move yeah. from pandemic to endemic. It's now the flu, but worse. <laughs> we could have stopped it. And now we yeah. have another thing that we have to contend with uh, now, every year and uh, every couple of months. That. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, is it doesn't seem to be seasonal either. So, like, you're going to have the cold where it's like, really, you're calling up because of the cold. Well, the, and then the, you're going to have you're, you're going to have the flu where it's like, oh, man, OK, you get three days off for the flu. That sucks, though. Get yeah. your flu shot. And then you're going to have covid, which happens all the time forever. And you're going to be like, I need to take two weeks off from work to recover from this. But they told me I have 48 hours or I get fired. Well, well, the thing <laughs> and is I get a new vaccination every season, 34 hours. Seasonality depends on seasons happening. Also a good point. And also a good and point. Seasonality when, but when COVID seems extremely resistant to that anyway. True. So. But it's worse when you don't have seasonality. Remember when they were saying it would be gone uh, by summer because it would be hot Remember when and sunny? Elon Musk said that it would be gone in uh, two weeks. What a fucking dumbass. <laughs> that guy's the pre the person people think is a genius. Uh -huh. Same with this guy, by the way. Let's play more of his shit. The, the genius. Yeah. More Jordan Peterson. The brain genius. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't really know. Give and me now you see is this Benzos. insistence on about a monthly basis that a new and radically different variant has emerged. And this virus, like, virus is mutated all the time, but this oh, virus oh, particularly yeah. mutates. And there are small mutations and medium-sized mutations, numbers, <laughs> let's say, and also effect and, and larger scale mutations. When is that a variant? Well, how about whenever uh, it's convenient? Uh, pause, 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 pause. This is why I you, you hold on. Do you remember the beta variant? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when everyone had beta? No? No. That's weird. That's crazy. Okay, how about the uh, the gamma? 
No, I don't remember that. Uh, how about the Ooh. Epsilon? Yeah, no, no. Zeta? No. Ada? Eh. Theta. No. I may have fucked it up. I I, I constantly forget eh, the whatever. Greek alphabet, but I, I think yeah, I'm doing pretty is, well. well uh, but yeah, so the fact of the matter is that we heard so little about all these other variants because they weren't of concern that I thought the yeah. reason they called it Delta variant is because Delta is common scientific nomenclature for change. I thought it just meant new variant. No, it's chronological. It is. No, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it definitely is. Uh, that's what I've learned since. Uh, but uh, but that's how little we ended up hearing about the variants proceeding and proceeding from it, uh, because. And, and and you know he 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 he's going. Who even decides when it's a variant? Well, it's a variant when you can analyze the cell structure and like look at it and and uh, see that oh hey, there's been a different different development in in the <laughs> cell structure of this. this you know, you, you know what's awesome is that this is the same guy I'm sure that would be like, well, there's a very scientific way of understanding the delineation between. Uh, 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 races, <laughs> but 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 certainly genders. We might get into that later on. <clears> I'm <throat> sure. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Anyway, but yeah, his entire thing is like, well, well, who decides what a variant is? Uh, a variant is when you when you look at the virus under a microscope and go, oh, hey, this fucking changed. That's a variant. That's what. That's literally all a variant. Yeah, is. there has to be. I think it's a percentage change in the genetic code. Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it has to be like a a, a very substantial change, yeah. which is what we're seeing a lot with like the spike proteins that are developing out of out yeah. of COVID or whatever. And so when when enough of that develops, they go, oh yeah, uh, this is now a new thing that's that's more right. contagious or or maybe not as contagious but more deadly. But, like like these things kind of interchange viruses are are like extremely well known for changing evolving. extremely quickly yeah um, uh, but, th but that's 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 their thing is, yeah is that they evolve very quickly but here's the thing is that i i remember being astounded uh and actually i think i was going off about this last week where why can't people process basic like microbiology uh but then i i i've uh i've thought on this a little bit uh and i again just like every time that ted comes on and we say people aren't stupid yeah i still generally believe that but if people can't understand macro evolution they probably won't understand this i guess or yeah. if they're resistant to one they're going to be resistant to the other yeah and um, and, and, and to be fair th this is not a majority view that no that, no yeah but this, it's enough. Th this is a minority-driven view that has power because <sighs> capitalism is very powerful, and the 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 capitalist preference is that we just ignore that uh, this virus can develop in such a way. Yeah, that's really all it boils down to. It's not that most people actually agree that like uh, th this is happening, this is real, and uh, we need to like uh, do something about it, but. We will be talking about it, essentially this in workshop tomorrow. So everyone's invited that's watching. Minor literatures. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> but the opposite, because he's pretending to be minor, even though he's yeah. not. Uh, yeah. No. He, he, he is an establishment literature. He's yes. a majority literature. Yes. Uh, continue. Pharmaceutical companies. You think, Ugh. well, that's cynical. It's, is it now? 
The biggest lawsuits in the history of the American judicial system have been levied against the largest pharmaceutical companies on a regular basis for the last 20 years. And since when have, has it been a proposition of the political left that pharmaceutical not, companies necessarily... It's not, it's not a proposition of the left. Nobody thinks that the pharmaceutical companies should be believed on the left. Literally nobody I've ever talked to on the left, and I know yeah, literally everyone, everyone dislikes the pharmaceutical companies. Everyone dislikes the pharmaceutical companies. <coughs> However, we understand that the pharmaceutical companies can also make medicines that are good. Yeah. The problem we have is that they monetize it. Uh, they, they abuse patents. They, they uh, prey on people who, who don't have financial means to afford yeah. their medicines. It's not about whether or not pharmaceutical companies make actual pharmaceutical helpful things. It's that pharmaceutical companies make helpful things and then they abuse people for those those helpful things. Yeah. I understand that Ford is a bullshit company, but you know, yeah. also if, if I'm gonna the car gets me from A to B. Exactly. Exactly. But it is gonna drive me to work, so yeah. continue, continue, sir. Yeah have our best interests in mind. Now, I'm not particularly cynical about pharmaceutical companies. I think they have a hard job, both in hard terms job. of research and development Canadians. and marketing and sales. And they're going to do what they can to market and sell. But that doesn't mean that they are now to be the arbiters of all public policy because our politicians are too cowardly yes. and incompetent <laughs> to do I mean, anything anyway. but devolve their responsibilities to so-called experts, domain experts. Politics is not public health. That's medicine. Stop. Poli <laughs> politics this, this, is actually yeah. very much public health. This, this man has never read Foucault or Agamben, one this of which would has, agree with has him. Never, has never fucking worked in, in uh, the public sphere. Yeah. Uh, politics directly impacts public health. Whether or not a, a sewer system gets installed in your city and uh you know where it drains to yeah. is a matter of politics well i i mean it's it's because he thinks or his definition of politics is performance of power absent of any action or anything else of course like right. that's all it is he, he has no like politics is 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 when you when you when you impregnate a chad as they would have said <laughs> back in 2001 um does anyone remember that? That's the that's the funniest joke I could think of as an old person when you impregnate a Chad. That's that's so much funnier now. Actually, I, I can't laugh at it, but it's very funny to me. A little bit funny. It's very funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, anyway, continue. Politics is the art of analyzing the entire situation no, and not. charting a course forward, all nope. things considered. Nope. And for politicians to trot out the experts and say, follow the science just means that they've abdicated their own responsibilities. Yeah. And so, I think it's so appalling. We, we, we don't have to watch any more of this clip. Uh, po politics <coughs> is analyzing all things and, uh, and charting the best course forward. Uh, so why is there a difference in politics? Then? Yeah. It, you know, what's really funny is I'm pretty sure that I'm sure he said it at one point, but if if you walked up to Jordan Peterson and said, "Do you agree that politics is war by other means?" Oh. He'd be like, "Oh, yeah, absolutely." Right. It's like, so uh -huh. what are the limits of war, mm -hmm. and what are the limits of politics? Do they belong in little 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 squares? No. no. Anyway. <laughs>
let's go so. to the next clip. Um, so, so we've just heard Jordan Peterson talking about how and Matt Taibbi looks like shit. He has not, more hair now. That is not Matt Taibbi. <laughs> he looks older <laughs> and younger. My boy, Matt Taibbi. <laughs> I haven't seen any of his shit in a long time. But, well, yeah, well, he's, he, he's uh, he... After Rolling Stone kicked them off, I, uh, or like broke the contract or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. So, so they left the Rolling Stone contract. Yeah. Uh, Matt Taibbi is working on a book now, so he's not a part of Useful Idiots anymore. Oh, okay, it's just it's the Aaron annoying Mate. lady. Well, yeah, it's the, the annoying lady. <laughs> she was fine. Aaron, she was fine. Yeah, she's fine. Please. Aaron Mate? Yeah, Aaron Why do Mate. I know that name? Who's, who's uh, that? He, he did a bunch of really good reporting on, uh, like, Russia and Ukraine and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so it's so, always Russia-Ukraine reporting people that go on Useful Idiots, huh? Yeah, I think so. Probably that's, but, but that's it's, part it's, of the name. It's pretty good now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I like Matt Taibbi. Yeah. In a way, I mean, enough more right. than Glenn Greenwald. Yeah. You used to always say that people are like Glenn Greenwald is pretty cool. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, he Glenn seems Greenwald. like a shittier version of Matt Taibbi. And they were mm -hmm. like, Oh, I don't know about that. And now Glenn Greenwald is a fucking R word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everyone, Nightmare everyone's real quiet, everyone's real quiet about the fact that I was right all along, like I always am. I've never <laughs> been wrong <laughs> ever. Okay. About anything. Yeah. We'll talk later. My life is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so we, we just heard a bunch of heads. Jordan Peterson complaining about rules and totalitarianism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you, you might expect when he goes on to a Christian podcast where they're talking about how God's rule of law is actually liberating ourselves from ourselves, he would maybe view that as like a totalitarian, harmful uh, kind of reductionist sort of uh, way of viewing things. We back to the great chain of being no. dogs. Uh, but yeah, like uh, like Danko was saying, uh, we're we're back to the great chain of being. Uh, great men leading uh, regular people, and it's all good. And uh, these people are not psychopaths. Yeah. They're psychopaths. <laughs> Everyone just learn your place, and everything works yeah. fine. Um, is, so, is, uh, is this going to come down to that? Uh, like the the rule of god is like transcendent so yeah, it, it, seems does, right. it doesn't have to follow these rules or is no. he just gonna just gonna just no that's too thoughtful that's like that's like ultra be um, yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's that's way better than these guys are gonna do which is uh <laughs> god's rules may she seem harsh but uh uh, it's it's to liberate uh, us or from ourselves, and mm. uh, it it's actually uh, better that we live this way, and and it's a kindness that that he's given us these these rules and morals. He only uh, beats me because he's actually worried about me, and he loves me yeah. so much. Ex yeah. Pretty much exactly. Yeah. Um. So so go ahead and play this. <laughs> seeking to do now always imperfectly because we're imperfect but but both need to be there there needs to be the uh moral uh the high moral calling but also the great mercy both because i think one without the other is going to be sorry pause for a second I'm, I'm really sorry uh the man sitting next to matt taibbi really wants to kiss him definitely <laughs> it is it's, it's weirdly apparent to me that he's like He's like staring at his mouth the whole time, thinking like, "Ah, yeah. oh, what if I if I kissed him right now? That would, that would be fucked up." But like, what if I did that? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> also, who does he look does he like? He patch? looks familiar. He does. He does. What the, fuck? the man. If a man has a soul patch, he's a homophobe that really wants cock. 
Yeah. Like yeah. that's what a soul patch means. It's yeah. the signifier. Yeah. It's like like how you well it's it's like uh, it's like a ring in one ear or the other. But yeah. it's yeah. It, it transcends that. It's just a soul patch because it says, I'm not gay. Please know that I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that a soul patch is a is a coom bib. Yeah. Unless you <laughs> yeah. play jazz, in which case it's possible that you're bi. Yeah. Maybe even straight, but probably not. I mean, it's a soul patch. Yeah. Anyway. And and the, the high moral calling again is for our own good. The the law Not is gay. a form of grace. This this is how we flourish. This is how he he has psychotic shark eyes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and please note I, that he's saying I, the law yeah. is for our own good. The law is 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 grace. Uh, we are given these rules so that we may flourish. Uh, we've just listened to Jordan Peterson talk about how all the rules surrounding COVID are tyrannical and horrible and oppressive, um, not for our own good. He's also like shaking a little bit as he speaks yeah. as yeah. Matt Taibbi next to him stays like pretty calm, but like within his own space. Yeah. And so, you know, that's not Matt Taibbi. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's just it's very know, but... it's very evident which one of them is the dog. Sure. Oh, I thought I. At this point, I thought that was uh, Jordan Peterson before the uh, rehab dungeon. Yeah, like it. A... <laughs> 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 Go on. <laughs> we become happy. Now, of course, we fail, which brings in the mercy component. But that's another terrible misconstrual of religion broadly and specifically Christianity and Catholicism is that somehow these rules were were premised on on control or power as, as their motivating reason for coming mm -hmm, into existence. Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. It's the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. It's to liberate. It's to liberate oh us God, from I'm sorry, ourselves. Pause it. When I, I kept hearing... Fucking mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, thought yeah. I thought it was John. Like, uh, I thought like it was John coming you. into the camera. Or the, the mic. That was very funny. That, it's it's that Jordan Peterson. fucking Mike to, to, to Havey. To, no, that, that that's no, Jordan no, no, Peterson. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh, we're in uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. camera. We're almost. We're oh, like God. at the end of the video too. Well, we're right he finally at the end shows of the up. Segment. Oh, oh no, it's just a very long oh, video. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is um, he is he staring at Jordan Peterson that way? Yes. Man, uh, and, he, and, he, and with his chin, you, he's yeah. staring with his chin. He's not. Mind yeah. you, he's, he's literally just said that that these laws are to liberate ourselves from us, or mm -hmm. liberate us mm -hmm. from ourselves. Yeah. It doesn't not really matter control. which way you put that. Uh, he's literally saying that all these 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 mandates from heaven are to uh, take ourselves. And remove them from ourselves so that we no longer have to like be yeah. beholden to ourselves. Yeah. That's why daddy won't let me come. This is this is after George Peterson mandates. has said that uh, <laughs> that that all these vaccine mandates yeah. are are tyrannical, right, our responses right, right. to COVID are are oppressive well, and horrible. I mean, Jordan Peterson is all about competence hierarchies, but he's also like a weird, probably libertarian. And so the government can't be competent, but God is. <laughs> well, we'll get into like that later on. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so continue playing this. I guess it's oh, the other and thing. And he's in a oh, different <laughs> to have worked in my lectures. It's like a lot of this. A lot of the work I've done was motivated by my attempts, I suppose, to understand hell. 
And then more than that, like, how is it that you become an active contributor to hell? Dante solved well, hell this. Real. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, please continue. No, I thought we were going to talk about how Dante solved this. No, 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 no. it's just evident. Like, you, you make your own hell. There you go. Done. Yeah. Get further from God. Well, and I would say that, well, you haven't looked enough. If you think that's true, you're fortunate enough so that you can believe that's not Jesus. true. It's you like know, I you just know realized something. about history and you've been unbelievably sheltered in your own life if you don't believe that hell is real. Pause. And, you know... He, I just realized what he sounds like, even more than Kermit. Yeah. He sounds more, more Person like this Kermit. than Kermit. No, like more like it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but he sounds like that feeling <laughs> when you're really busy doing something, you're really focused on it, uh -huh. and you realize you need a shit. But you're like, fuck, no, I really want to get this done first. And you're like, legs are shaking and shit. And you're just like, oh, my God, God I'm going to have to go to the I, bathroom yeah, right I'm gonna, now. I'm going to have an accident as a big boy yeah. if I don't go to the bathroom right fucking now. As a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Who pays rent? Who pays rent? Uh, and yet they let me shit myself. They won't invent technology to stop that. And so you're just you're just like, oh, my God, I got to got to do a thing. I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta finish this, but oh my God, I gotta shit. And like, it gets your adrenaline spiking yeah. and like your whole, your extremities are buzzing and your skin's like, uh, you know, oh. you're, you're just like, oh. there's something real big in my ass. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's what it feels like, yeah. uh, is his voice. Yeah. It's, <laughs> thank you. See, and then like, someone please like, clip that. And Don't do that. Coupled by fucking Jordan Peterson's like terrifying face right now. Yeah, he's like a leather handbag, but somehow yeah. he like does he doesn't look, look like he's been well. outside. He does not no. look well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, continue playing this, please. Maybe only someone cruel would wish that that ignorance be stripped away from you. But if you study history as a perpetrator, well, then if you study history. You believe in hell, and if you study history as a perpetrator, then you see how your own inequity <laughs> contributes to that. This man can't think and because he's pooping. It's not unreasonable to say what. what he's that? literally on the toilet. Right he's now. literally like <laughs> <can't continue. laughs> he's he's prairie dogging as he says all this. Continue, yeah. If you love people, you would try to guide them away from that. And when I did my maps of meaning lectures at the university and in public. That's always in the back of my mind. It's, well, look at what happened in Germany. and Look at what happened in the Soviet Union. and Look at what happened in China. And how do you act so that that happens? Well, I, I wouldn't make that happen. It's like, if you say that, then you would. Because you don't know enough. Because if you do, you'd say, yes, I could contribute to that. And I probably am. And I should be terrified enough to stop if I only knew how. And then... These guidelines to love and to tell <laughs> the truth, they, they are, like in fact, that? protection against exactly that kind of... I, 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 think, uh, I, think, I think Matt Tahibi is actually terrified. Matt Tahini. Matt Tahini and the gay guy. Tahini and... So, question, question. So, is what's happening right now here that Jordan Peterson is just physically extremely unwell... 
Yes. Or yeah. slash and uh, is he just doing the thing that all abusive partners do where they are just pretending to cry all the time? Oh, yes to both. Because mm. like I, I finally picked up on that this time. I, I mean, he does it a lot. Like he, yeah. but he's more convincing most of the time. But this one was really confusing for me because it's just like watching him do the. I, I just don't know, know, know why everyone is making oh, the fun so of me. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, I think he's trying to pretend he's emotional right now. Isn't he? Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's, it's. I'm an empath, so I can tell. Yeah, I'm an empath as well, and uh, Jordan Peterson is full of shit. Yeah, I'm an empath. Um, I, I'm an empath, I, so I can tell Jordan Peterson's crying. Yeah. There's someone in the world that, uh, that's saying that. Jordan Peterson could possibly participate in a genocide. That's all I got from that. Well, right, yeah. He, it, he believes that everybody could, could it, uh, well, potentially, I guess. It sucks because I agree with that one point For of his sure. that he always, always makes. Uh, but the, the fact is that he always uses it in the wrong direction. Right. Where it's just, yeah, everyone could participate in a genocide, so we probably shouldn't give inordinate amounts of power to assholes, and we should probably make sure that things more equitable. And he's just like, no, that's why my daddy needs to be in control. And then he starts <laughs> sobbing, yeah. and he's just like, oh, the little boys need to come out, hang out with me so my they can be real. My daddy protects us all from this. Yeah, it's uh, bizarre. Yeah, my need, my daddy need, God, ghost. who is responsible for more genocides than anyone, not even the religion, just yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, if we can go ghost authoritarians better than yeah real authoritarians. So, so that's that's all we need to watch of this clip, I think, because it's uh kind of hilarious to watch uh, Jordan Peterson like devolve in that way. Um, but but was that apparent to everyone that he was pretending to be emotional? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because no. it wasn't a, it, it wasn't apparent to me at first. If, if you don't believe in hell, like and, yeah, and how, you've lived a very privileged life. I just the only way and, and I've seen so much Jordan Peterson, but I was convinced at that point. I maybe because I've seen a lot of him that he was just being sick, shitty Jordan Peterson. But yeah, then it's he, like, oh no, it's it's because yeah. he's trying to do his old emotional thing, which I don't right. feel like he's done in a while. Or not no, as much. He's coming back around after the yeah. Benzo rehab. Yeah. 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 You know, we brought because, him back. Yeah, but, we brought yeah. him back. Bless. Yeah. <clears throat> um, then, then we have uh, the, the next link, which is uh, probably one oh, yeah. of his, his best Choices? licks <laughs> yeah. ever, uh, I guess. Uh, Jordan Peterson, why I'm no longer a tenured professor at the University of Toronto. Because I'm emeritus. The appalling Done. ideology of diversity, inclusion, and equity is demolishing the education. Uh, sorry, go back up, John. Oh, sorry. Uh, demolishing education and business. Oh. Probably an emphasis on business. Yeah. Well, education's a business, Michael. Uh, if you could zoom into to the uh, the body of the article here, um, I really apologize to do this, but I had to I had to see myself out real quick. Go cry for a moment. But uh, if you want to read the article, I've read the article. So so Jordan Peterson. All right. So if you want to scroll down a little bit, so I can see the text at the top there. Yeah, uh, I recently resigned. Oh no, I'm sorry. I should do it the right way. 
I recently <laughs> resigned from my position as full tenured professor at the University of Toronto, which isn't quite as good as McGill, but I took it. <laughs> I am now Professor Emeritus, which just means I retired. It's very fancy. And before I turn 60, Emeritus is generally a designation reserved for a superannuated faculty, albeit those who had served their term with some distinction. Which, again, is that fucking thing I just said, where he's a person that retired into a special position. I I had envisioned teaching and researching at U of T full-time until they had to haul my skeleton out of my office, and then I found a way to make a shit ton of money. I loved my job and my students. There's a period in there for some reason. I don't know why. I loved my job, period, and my students. Weird. Undergraduates and graduates alike were positively predisposed towards me. What? Oh, what a weird... This. Yeah. I'm not going to get caught up on the grammar, but this is bizarre. Um, it, it, it is. It, yeah. it doesn't flow right. I and loved like, my job. That like... Isn't and that, my like, students undergrad yeah oh. the only like hard rule of like english is that that the the sentences flow well yeah and there are like there are actual things to say about like the 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 genuine grammatical errors involved in this like it's really bizarre uh but i'm not going to bore everyone with it but but that career path was not meant to be there were many reasons, including the fact that I can now teach many more people and with less interference online, but here's a few more. So again, I found a way to make a shit ton of money. Um, so yeah, if anyone doesn't know, Emeritus, he's, he's right. It, he said it in a weird way, but it's uh, generally a designation reserved for superannuated super faculty uh, <laughs> who, have deserved, who have served with some distinctions. So like... Uh, uh, professors who they thought were uh, notable uh, who had been there for a long time. Uh, which I'm going to just note, Jordan Peterson is old and probably going to be dead tomorrow. Thank God. <laughs> uh, so super annuated and high distinction uh, sadly fits. Uh, you know? So, yeah, he's acting like that's a weird thing. But of course he would be. Yeah. He, he's the only professor that's ever found himself in this circumstance. Really. It's, it's yeah. kind of what he would have you believe, I think. Yeah. But no, this is just, this is a thing. If you, if you published enough, if you're well enough known and you're like, I'm going to take a step back. They're like, well, we want you on the faculty, you piece of shit. And so you're emeritus at that moment. Yep. So, um, of course, very hard to get to tenure, but once you get to tenure, if you're a fancy motherfucker who has a bunch of publications and uh, on Joe Rogan, then you can get emeritus pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, and mind you, you know, emeritus doesn't mean that you're like uh, some sort of rebellious force. No, it's the opposite, usually. Yeah, really what it means is is that you, you've upheld the status quo to such a, a distinct degree that you become yeah. like... A part of the structure that upholds the status quo. Yeah, I'm... universities and academia in general. I'm sorry to say, are not like uh, revolutionary forces a lot of times. Yeah, I won't. I won't 
name drop, but I know uh, uh, very closely a professor emeritus at UCSD who does political science you or can did say, political science. You can talk about me. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, he, he and I, every time that he and I go to lunch, uh, he and I get into an argument about whether or not it's cool that Jacobin chose the name Jacobin. Because again, <laughs> he's not a revolutionary. He's yeah. a person who is pretty status quo, who was generally left or left enough, uh, but but still not rebellious enough to be knocked out of emer emeritus position. He got tenure for a reason, you know, like he's status quo. That's how this works. So, so you're telling me that the uh, the present structures of power um, don't typically choose people that are uh, threatening that structure of power, that structure of power, <laughs> which is really funny because tenure was a, originally invented yeah, so cool. that they could stop the government from forcing them to fire people that are like against the Vietnam War and stuff. That that's how um, that's and how so, most no. uh like uh uh quote unquote rebellious structures kind of form. Well yeah, I mean I hate to be that guy that says this, but the reason that they call revolution revolution is because it revolves. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And and then of course the capitalist like capitalist slash Shit neoliberal yeah, capture machine. The uh, every time you deterritorialize something, it snaps into a reterritorialized space. They if you want to check out us tomorrow morning, <laughs> we're doing the the, the, the Trincata workshop. Where we're going to talk about the less uh, the deterritorialization, reterritorialization. Or, or you could just think about like uh, the Che Guevara T-shirt yeah. sold by Hot Top. I mean, that's a pretty good example. Isn't it? <laughs> or the right. fact that like if you think about Biggie Smalls now and like who's oh, probably yeah. singing that in their car, it's a white lady. Yeah. <laughs> nine nine times out of uh, uh, nine point yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, can we continue reading this this uh, uh, this letter, Jor Jorbo Peebles? But here's a few more reasons I left. Of course, <laughs> first, my qualified and supremely trained. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Hold on. I'm sorry. Read, I, I couldn't read do the article. <laughs> <laughs> First, my qualified and supremely trained heterosexual white male graduate students. I was inserting shit before as commentary no, in his I, voice I thought, as a I joke. Thought you, I thought you had read before. And um, so I I wasn't I wasn't prepared for him to to, to own himself like this. So okay. So from here on, Can just you know. Pass me the Smirnoff. Yeah, drink, here's the Smirnoff, uh, the very high quality vodka we're drinking. Uh, but from here on out until the end of it, I'm not adding anything. This is all just his words. Yes. Um, whereas that first paragraph, I did add things, but it should be obvious if you're not dumb as shit. Um, <laughs> first, my qualified and supremely trained heterosexual might white male graduate <laughs> students, and I've had many others, by the way. <laughs> Unnamed, un ungendered, unqualified. That is such a sh like shady thing to right? say. Yeah. I have a lot of great white male graduate students, and I've had many others, by the way. So and, I've had a lot of students other. that weren't white male, yeah. but they were shit. Is that what he's saying? Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, face a negligible chance of being offered university research positions. Well, yeah, it's oversaturated. Despite stellar scientific dossiers. This is partly because of 
diversity capitalized, inclusivity capitalized, and equity without uh, Oxford comma and also capitalized. Mandates, my preferred ac acronym, die. Diversity, inclusivity, and equity. <laughs> These have been imposed universally in academia, despite the fact that uh, that university hiring committees had already done everything reasonable for all the years of my career and then some to ensure that no qualified minority, again, we will define minority tomorrow morning, Yeah, uh, candidates were ever overlooked. My students are also partly unacceptable precisely because they are my students. That's that's fair. I am academic persona non grata because my unacceptable philosophical positions, and this isn't just some inconvenience. These fact the grammar in this is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. The punctuation saying, is like... fucking nonsense. Can you can you please stop criticizing our Lord and Savior Jordan? B. Jesus Pearson. Christ! I. <laughs> Okay, so I had I, I had a professor tell me once it's okay to be agrammatical, but yeah, and 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 started shitting on me after that. I, I, I think uh, it's okay to be agrammatical, but you need to like have yeah. a good reason to be right because yeah. I'm the king of rain, or, uh, of run on sentences in yeah, the end. Right. But but this is fucking nonsense. Like, this is it, this is this I, is a I, poorly I, educated <laughs> like this is a high schooler. I said for a long time that Jordan Peterson is just like a horrible fucking writer. To he's honest. horrible. He's awful. I've read it. I've read his books with you. I've read three of his books. Yes. And, and, same and now. I have not seen this shit. Like this is his brain is melting. He's dying. So, this man is like, dying. May, may, maybe I shouldn't shouldn't assume, but like English is Jordan Peterson's first language, right? Yeah. yeah well, yes. I mean, Canadian. Yeah. Sorry, it was a dumb joke. Um, <laughs> Well, it, it doesn't it doesn't read to me like somebody who who's like like they're technically like they're literate. You know, I mean, what I mean? it but does, it does, but it, it seems read. like he's like throwing darts and deciding where to put. I would say it, it, it seems like somebody. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that 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 it, it doesn't seem like English is his first language. I would seem like oh. or I would say that I'm, it seems not, like I'm he's. Not, uh, no, I figured out what it is. Not, yeah, I'm not saying that he does, he's not using words correctly or he's or he's uh not technically building a sentence correctly. He's just right. he's like dictating a, like it into a program and then he is grammarly telling him what to do. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's like tactically that was a sentence in the context of the other sentences right. it's not. But Well, yeah, like no it, blue it, underlines like, and word. Yeah. <laughs> like um, it, it seems it seems to me like somebody who like who like took like a graduate level like lingu linguistics class in English fucking uh uh and learned academically how to speak English as opposed as supposed yeah. to actually talking to people. F F Funky Funky Fjord uh notes, yeah, it doesn't read like someone who uh who knows how to convey information using words, which is all science students. Yeah. In my experience. Uh but <laughs> I've been reading a lot of science papers, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, Please continue reading. These facts rendered my job morally untenable. How can I accept prospective researchers and train them in good conscience knowing their employment prospects to be minimal? You work in academia, you fuck. Yeah. All of them are that way. <laughs> no, Second no. reason. <laughs> 
This is one of many issues of appalling ideology currently demolishing the universities and, downstream, the general culture. Not least because there simply is not enough qualified BIPOC, I'm shocked he's using that term, people in the pipeline to meet diversity targets quickly enough. BIPOC equals black, indigenous, and people of color for those of you not in the knowing woke. Okay, so he had to shit on it yeah, after you used it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This has been common knowledge among many remotely truthful academic, among any, sorry, okay, among any remotely truthful academic who has served on a hiring committee for the last three decades. <laughs> this means we're out to produce a generation of researchers utterly unqualified for their job. Does it, though? Because, well, they're <laughs> minorities, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've seen what that means already in the horrible grievance studies disciplines. You could have said what? grievance disciplines. Why does yeah, the word wait, studies I, that? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm, that, I'm not... again, grammatically totally fucking devoid. Uh, combined with the, the death of objective testing... Uh, as we find ourselves like confronted with the crisis of, of replication and shit like that, where objective testing is harder and harder, uh, has compromised the university so badly that it can be hardly overstated. And what happens in the universities eventually colors everything. Colors everything. Yeah. <laughs> as we have discovered. All my... Oh. All my craven colleagues must craft die statements to obtain a research grant. They all lie, accepting the minority of true believers, and they teach their students to do the same. And they do it constantly with various rationalizations and justifications. Further corrupting what is already a stunningly corrupt enterprise. Some of my colleagues even allow themselves to undergo so-called anti-bias training conducted by supremely unqualified human resources personnel. That's fine. That's fair. Lecturing inanely and blithely and in an accusatory manner about theoretically all-pervasive racist, sexist, heterosexist attitudes. Such training is now often a precondition to occupy a faculty position on a hiring committee. Don't don't be a racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need I point out that implicit attitudes cannot, by the definitions generated by those who have made them a central point of our culture, be transformed by short-term explicit training? I mean, yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah, but, that's fair. But, but yeah, should you not force them into it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the conclusion <laughs> he arrives to... Not fair. <laughs> Force, my friends, is violence, the supreme authority by which all other authorities do act. Naked forces solved more issues throughout history than any other factor, and those who deny this always pay. He's going off script. <laughs> That's yeah, he didn't say it. That was a quote from Starship Troopers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, assuming that those biases exist in the manner claimed, and that is a very weak claim and I'm speaking scientifically here, the implicit association test, much vaunted IAT, 
which purports to objectively diagnose implicit bias, that's automatic racism and the like, is by no means powerful enough, valid, and reliable enough to do what it purports to do. Yeah, probably fair. Yeah. Two of the original designers of the test, Anthony Greenwald and Brian Nosek, have said as much publicly. The third, Professor Mazarian Banaji of Harvard, remains recalcitrant. Quick note, uh, most all psychological testing is bullshit. Without a doubt. Um, yeah. This is the person that is constantly talking about how valuable IQ is. IQ is also stupid bullshit. Um, yeah. So it, um, it highlights weird yeah. inconsistencies in his belief structure. Yeah. Take it from me, someone who has never gotten the same IQ uh, result twice, and my parents were obsessed with testing me in retarded ways. Oh, God, I said the word. <sighs> It's okay, because I took the test and I found out that's what I am. Uh, I've been medically diagnosed with R-wordism. Yeah, exactly. They were like, you're ADHD, but actually worse. You're R-worded. Anyway. (laughs) R-worded. That's what they said. They were like, we know, because we're also very smart people here, that it's going to become woke in the future. Stop looking us Um, in the eyes. You're (laughs) (laughs) R-worded. Never go full R-word. Never go it's full true. psycho uh, psychopathology. Mm-hmm. Um, Much of this can be attributed to her overtly leftist political agenda, as well as her embeddedness within a subdiscipline of psychology, social psychology, because My she cares God. about people interacting. <laughs> Going off script again. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I, I promised I wouldn't do that. Um so corrupt that it denied the existence of left-wing authoritarianism for six decades after World War II. What? A thing that we definitely <laughs> did in America a lot. We were like, you know, the Soviet Union, they're dope as shit. We like them. And we did that for six decades after World War II. We did it until the year 2005. Yeah. Later. Later. Sorry. Uh, incredible. Just, just incredible. Um, The same social psychologists, broadly speaking, also casually regard conservatism in the guise of scientific justification as a form of psychopathology. Totally justifiable. (laughs) (laughs) Benaji's continued countenancing of the misuse of her research instrument combined with the... What does that mean? No, nobody knows. I read Lacan. Banaji's yeah. continued countenancing of the misuse of her mm. research instrument. I, can, I guess I get it. Uh, combi- combined with the status <laughs> of her position at Harvard is a prime reason we still suffer under the die yoke with its baleful effect on what was once the closet. Closest. <laughs> closest. Oh, I was like, what, what does that mean? Also, uh, I, uh, yeah. I'm drunk. Uh, oh. Closest we had ever come to truly meritorious election. There are good reasons to suppose that I motivated eradication of objective testing, such as the GRE for graduate school admission, which is the the test here that's actually bullshit, and most universities actually know it now. So I mean, whatever. Um, will have deleterious effects on the ability of students so selected to master such topics as statistics, all social sciences, and medicine for that matter, rely upon completely for their validity. Scroll. Yeah, uh, sorry, I was I was just wondering 
it's painful. Like, like, yeah. How, like, so how is this going to affect like graduate like statistics? Because he says like, so. Th- this this like, was made out to be a listicle, but now I'm seeing that he's just going off on a rant now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, what are what are the what are the notes on the list he's made so far? He he said people uh, don't like my students. Yes, one and yeah. two. Uh, two was DIE. Yeah. Is that it? He just keeps going on about that? And it's Too just, many minorities? It's just that? We don't, yeah. Diversity, uh, inclusion, yeah, and yeah. equity? Yeah. It's so Okay, so good point. St- statistics um, grads should be allowed to be home, homophobic racist or something? Or maybe only one? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Furthermore, the accrediting boards for graduate Which clinical psychology allowed, training but... programs in Canada are now planning to refuse to accredit university clinical programs unless they have social justice orientation. That, again, why are you doing this? Combined <laughs> with some recent legislative changes in Canada claiming to outlaw a so-called conversion... No. Uh... What? He's, he's standing up for conversion therapy. That, combined with some recent legislative changes in Canada claiming to outlaw so-called conversion therapy, but really making it exceedingly risky for clinicians to do anything but ever agree always about everything with their clients, likely doomed the practice of clinical psychology, which always depended entirely what? on trust and privacy. Our boys standing up for conversion therapy. This this motherfucker, and not that you need to, not that you need to, but this motherfucker has never read a word of Deleuze. Mm. He just hasn't. It just it imagine go so far as to say he's never read a word. That's probably true. (laughs) Well, he's read a lot of young. Yeah, he's read a lot of young, Uh, which nobody young is fine. Eh. Young has good things and a lot of bad things. there you go. When when you have to say it that way. I mean, he's competing with Freud. So, like, what can you say? Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, this this notion that um, <laughs> that that clinical psychology in the state haven't always inherently been very close friends is yeah. fucking weird. Uh, anyway, similar moves are afoot in other professional disciplines such as medicine and law. If you don't think that psychologists, lawyers, and other professionals are anything but terrified of their now woke governing professional colleges, much to everyone's extreme detriment, you simply don't understand how far this is all gone. Just exactly what am I supposed to do when I meet a graduate student or a young professor hired on die grounds? Um, real quick. Hmm. Uh, they're they're probably very qualified uh, people who are also maybe brown or women. Yeah, they are people hired on die grounds, whatever, uh, who have been accepted into University of Toronto. Which, though I shat on it before, saying that McGill is better, and it probably is. Um, it's still a very highly regarded yeah. university. Like there's it's a, it's a bar that's been passed. Yeah, it's an extraordinarily high regarded and, and university. So his problem is that these uh, these people who are passing these bar, bar the, this bar, uh, are are um, uh, maybe women or maybe uh, brown. Yeah, or maybe both. Wow, crazy! And, and also, just the the fact of the matter that like it's so fucking hard to become a yeah. professor, right? Especially a tenured professor. And thereby, um, I don't know, dude, I feel like the market's competitive enough. Um, 
the fact that we're helping a couple people out doesn't whatever. Um, but manifest, uh, <laughs> manifest instant skepticism regarding their personal ability. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> see ability. again. See, is that not what I said? You said personal. It's it's actually who cares? Yeah, it is professional. Uh, but yeah, you, even then, it was it was the manifest that was confusing to me uh, until I realized that he just doesn't understand how punctuation works. Um, right. What a slap in the face to a truly meritorious young outsider. And perhaps that's the point. Can I pause real quick? Hmm. Uh, what truly meritorious young outsider? Uh, a straight white male that's uh, that's passed the tests. Yeah, is that what an outsider is now? The historical, um, mm-hmm. uh, like inheritor mm-hmm. of all like academic uh, 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 sanctions and ability, and like uh, just like they they've been given everything in their lives academically. Yeah. Exactly. Is, well, is yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now? Exactly. So that th- th- that's what I that's what I want to point out. And uh, sorry, everyone. Uh, and including myself, but while being at these universities, uh, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty fancy ones and interacting with people, a man of letters, a, a man yourself. of live, being a man of letters, yeah. uh, what I've discovered is that, um, the, the generally speaking, the just like standard boring white guy that got in that doesn't have any interesting thoughts. I mean, he's the standard white guy that doesn't have any interesting thoughts. Like he, he's he, he's there simply because he felt he deserved to be there, and everyone kind of agreed because he's that guy. Yeah. Uh, whereas I generally did find like truly far more interesting and complex and and and, and, and worthwhile thoughts coming out of people who are coming from minoritarian uh, settings. Uh, both because of the fact that they weren't necessarily expected to be there, and so they had more reason to like think of reasons to be there. Yeah. But also that when you're dealing with things like again minor literatures and stuff, I'm sorry, I keep on like as a as a meme like referencing the thing tomorrow, but this is what we're going to talk about when we're talking about these spaces where you you have a, a comparatively low amount of uh, social power uh, invested in a certain space. You have a certain way of reinventing the way the power ends up functioning, and so if you want to have a really like intellectually interesting intellectual space, it, it probably would be best for you to hire fewer rich white straight guys. It's probably actually just best for the university. Damn! Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, crazy. When I say that as one, you know, well, not one of those is missing. Not, not uh, the rich part. No. <laughs> yeah, not the rich part. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's British, whatever. Uh, but um, and for those of you who think I am <laughs> overstating the case, how long is this? We're like a halfway scrolled. It, it, yeah. Um, I hope there's like a, a thousand ads at the end. Keep pushing uh, through. <laughs> and for those of you who think that I'm overstating the case or that it is something limited in some trivial sense to the universities, consider some other examples. <laughs> Why do I read ahead? Uh, this report from Hollywood, <laughs> cliched hotbed of liberal sentiment, for example, indicates how far this has gone. In 2020, the Academy, Academy, (laughs) (laughs) the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, the Oscar people, 
uh, embarked on a five-year plan. Does that ring any historical bells? It's about communism. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> to diversify our organization, expand our definition of the best. Which, just, yeah. Just keep going. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't point out everything that's wrong. Uh, the best. They did so in an attempt. Shit, I lost it entirely. Thank you, Daddy. Um, they did so in an attempt which included developing new representation and inclusion standards for Oscars. Hypothetically, better reflect, underline for some reason, yeah. the diversity of the movie-going audience. What fruit has this initiative offspring of the die ideology born with an E? According to a recent article penned by Peter Kiefer and Peter... Ooh, Peter and Peter. Uh, but posted on November uh, on former New York Times' journalist Barry Weiss's common yeah. sense website. Great reference. And Weiss left the Times because of an explosion of radical left ideology into the newspaper, such as Tara Henley did recently vis a vis the B CBC. I can't do this anymore. Right. He's talking about fucking Barry Weiss and shit. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm uh, done. All right, all I right. quit the podcast. <laughs> I quit life. I'm done. <laughs> Peter and Peter on Barry Weiss. Who gives a shit about any of this shit? Why are we still talking about Jordan Peterson? Um, fuck you. Well, that's fair. Anyway, yeah. So should I, want, I read the I rest? Want, or no? No, yeah. I, I wanted to see how far you can get through God it before damn. you had a meltdown. Barry Weiss <laughs> is all I took, apparently. Yeah, Barry Weiss is a good. Uh, Which good to be point fair, where where you should have a breakdown. Um, so, Barry Weiss, uh, Jesus. Uh, uh, Jordan Peterson famously is a guy who who believes that uh, lobster hierarchies uh, <laughs> uh, should, should be uh, a method of how we, you know, kind of f formulate how uh, human society should also work because lobsters have serotonin and humans also have serotonin. And since these two creatures have the same chemical in their systems, whether or not these chemicals interface the same way bet between these uh, these two species of animals, um, you know, uh, you know, lobsters, uh, and and this is a completely uh, conjecturalist, uh, uh, unproven garbage bullshit science. Uh, lobsters have a hierarchy uh, based off of serotonin, and uh, yeah. it turns out that that's not true. Don't worry about well, that. Also, chemical hi hierarchy. Hey, can I point out one? No, you, little, you had your mental breakdown. Thing. Please yeah. don't strain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. So, go ahead. If what we are concerned with is the similarity of neurotransmitters, and that's the thing that defines whether or not things are similar, right? And yet we're obsessed with a Jungian psychologist way of viewing the world through everything being a metaphorical narrative representing something else. That would imply that you believe in an incredible amount of neuroplasticity, which allows you to invent non-real worlds, which represent real truths. But also that the fact that you were next to serotonin once makes you a lobster. <laughs> right. And that doesn't fucking work. You kind of have to choose that people change over time and have that plasticity and, you know, are people. 
or you say they're lobsters. They're, 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 they're fancy ocean crabs. Which one do you think is more likely, Michael? Are we ocean crabs? Or do we vary somewhat? <laughs> uh, I, I think the question you're asking me is, are we human or are we dancers? dancers. Yeah. <laughs> Dancer. It's Dancer. singular. Sorry, it's singular. Yes. It's singular. Dancers. Yeah. Exactly. Like, are we human or are we lobster? Yeah. Uh, it turns out... We're uh, lobster. Probably human. Oh! Okay. Sorry, I got it wrong. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, this shit sucks. I'm not going to make you read anymore. So, why? what are the reasons he's quitting then? What are the reasons he giving, he's giving? Because he said it was a list. Because uh, I lost uh, the well, he, guy. He, so, it's about diversity and because people don't like him. Yeah. Hollywood. That's, that's for diversity, right? The Hollywood thing? So, so the the first thing, uh, and, and and you know he makes a couple of legit points here and there. Yeah. Where like academia sure. is kind of fucked in a lot of ways. Yeah. The GRE is yeah. stupid. Yeah, uh, um, universities are bad. Um, well, but where he really fails is he doesn't like address any of the like uh, actual problems with uh, academia, and he just focuses on like they're letting too many brown. Women and or others into academia, and it's uh, uh, the the white heterosexual man is actually suffering right now, uh, despite they, the fact that they own everything. Kind of, and, they won't uh, call the girls I sleep with magna cum laude anymore, and now they call them highest distinction, which is an erasure yeah. of Western <laughs> culture. The razor of my cum laude. <laughs> Magnum come loudly, you know what I'm saying? Um. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, bas- basically... Uh, uh, Fuck this. The, the guy who... Yeah. Uh, this and, is stupid. And, and I don't even want to do a podcast anymore. Just in general, <laughs> I'm done. Well... We'll I mean, revisit that many, next week. We got two the, links left. Yeah. When, when the HR lady... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reminds yeah. me of my debt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Reminds yeah. you of your contract obligations. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll revisit whether or not you want to do a podcast. 3,000 years in the Benzo Rehab Gulag. Yeah. Uh, which which <laughs> is a socialist anarchist podcast. Where we are, yeah. yeah. Um... Barry Weiss's common sense website. So, so interestingly, uh, Jordan Peterson seems to have a lot of issues with the current hierarchy. Barry uh, Weiss's common it, sense website. <laughs> yeah, Barry, Barry Weiss's common, common sense, sense is, website. Is like just uh, the worst thing that could have used to be at the Times. And then the paper of record. And then she <laughs> fired herself. Yeah. So she could make a common sense website talking about how cool it is when when nationalist Jews murder brown people. Yep. Because techno is cool. Mm. We love techno and pizzerias. Preach, Barry Weiss. I also love white <laughs> phosphorus bombs dropped on civilians. Um. Bulldozers pushing over your dog into the depths of hell. So, Jordan Peterson, please don't, please don't, just don't. <laughs> Jordan Peterson clearly uh, 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 argues for hierarchy, and then and then now he's got a problem with hierarchy. I think the best quote I've ever found of Jordan Peterson is in this next link, which uh, we, we can now go to, John. 
Fuck, it happened. It finally happened. I spent take. I spent took. <laughs> Fuck. Was it the picture of Jordan Peterson? It or? was the quote. Oh, it was the quote. It was the picture okay. of the quote. I mean, it's, yeah. he's got like the Twin Peaks Native American shit yeah, behind yeah. him. And that fucking quote is incredible. Can yeah. I do it? Can I do it? Because I spat all over your table yes. in order no, to... No, no, no. I was hoping you would, oh but, my but God. I wasn't expecting this, <sighs> such a visceral response to this, so go ahead. <clears throat> this is a this is a real Jordan Peterson quote. I verified it through his writings, so please. The people who hold that our culture is an oppressive patriarchy, they don't want to admit that the current hierarchy might be prejudiced. Or Sorry, I'm going to repeat one. I'm going to yeah. do this again. Start from, it has to be yeah. perfect. Yeah. Just like because from I'm because I'm very competent. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's impossible now. The, <laughs> go ahead. The people who hold that our culture is an oppressive patriarchy, they don't want to admit that the current hierarchy might be predicated on competence. Um, Dicks rule, y'all. Guys rule. <laughs> guys rule. <laughs> it's guys night. It's guys out with JB Peep. So so uh um. The, the hierarchy is good. Uh, so when it when it serves Jordan Peterson, and then uh, when when it maybe doesn't serve Jordan Peterson, the hierarchy is no longer good and no longer based on competence. So I I taught some uh, argumentation seminars years ago, right? Uh, and one of the main things, gen uh, honestly, I wasn't really very good at teaching back then. And so the main thing that we did, uh, but it's still very useful, was that we would take uh, uh, phrases, either a quote from someone or just like a claim that someone's making, and we would just simplify it and reduce it until everyone was able to agree on the terms, right? Like that's a really good first step in having a, an, an argument, a genuine one. Yeah. And so if we were to take this, we look at it and we try to reduce it as much as possible. What we would probably say is the people who hold that society is oppressively predicated upon men um, believe that this is so because they don't know men are great. Right. <laughs> yes. And that was really sloppy. I would give myself a D for that, but it's still accurate. No. Like... Like men are more competent than women, thereby they have control of culture. That's that's a real reduction of it. But you know, right? So uh, how how does this this hierarchy of competence, which which Jordan Peterson, I mean this this quote, which is always like, applied to chilies for some reason. <laughs> this quote kind of lays it out. But Jordan Peterson's like basic understanding of hierarchy is that it's always based on competence. Yeah. And so you except except for when it's a bad hierarchy, but we never know when that is until he says it. Exactly. The, the problem yeah. here yeah. is that now hierarchy has said Jordan Peterson, you're a bomb ass, dork ass motherfucker. It's true. Your shit sucks, and we don't like you. You're, you got a stinky saying, dick. Oh, no, this is no longer predicated on competence. This is predicated <laughs> on hating white, yeah, this, straight men. This is predicated on hating me, which has nothing to do with my incompetence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you know, because uh, competent clinical psychologists get addicted to benzos and right. get, get their demons exercised by... Uh, 
uh, Russian like what like like nursing several, home several orderlies or something. With this competency uh, uh, like ranking, really. If we like, if we like, you know, maybe take like a, you know, some people say like a, a forty thousand foot view of things. Maybe like a forty foot view of things in Jordan Peterson's life, <laughs> uh, where we just go, "Hey, weren't you the guy that uh, didn't know that benzos were addictive?" As right. a clinical psychologist, you never heard that benzos were addictive, um, and then right. and then you had to be like uh, taken to a, a a Russian benzo rehab dungeon, which I've heard some <laughs> people describe yeah, it as, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, interesting name well it's it's a cascade of effects right where so he is competent in one localized space in his studies Clean theoretically bucko right uh and then he decides that he wants to branch off yeah and i i am at a point even though i do have a tendency to think that everyone's a cynical fake rather than a true believer um, uh, and that seems to come up a lot here. Uh, but I, I do think that he's a, tr- he was a true believer when it came to law C 17 or whatever the fuck the one about pronoun usage. Yeah. And I think that he genuinely did think that people would be put in prison or fined or something. They'd get in trouble for using the wrong pronouns, which is just simply not how it works, but he decided to. Reading. Yeah, he decided to apply his competence to spaces where it's not applicable in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and 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 what I what I assume happened in his personal life is that he felt competent enough as a psychologist, despite being someone that probably, based on what he said in his books and based on what I know about him as a young Jungian and whatnot, probably wasn't. Um, I mean, he's not a psychiatrist either, uh, so probably not prescribing a lot of medication. Hopefully he not. he allowed himself <laughs> to believe not, yeah. that. Um, I mean, he, sure he, he number one kind of didn't know that much about this medication, but the one problem is in this theory of, is that his PhD thesis was about alcoholism, so he knows about addiction rather well, uh, yeah. but apparently not about benzos. Uh, but he he didn't have a real focus on uh, psychotherapeutic medication, right? And so someone who was his therapist, uh, otherwise known as his therapist, uh, (laughs) determined, hey, here are some benzos. And he decided based on this weird competence hierarchy theory, I can believe you because you're my daddy now. Um, And and so it's like Dunning-Kruger is just like, it's making him airtight. Yeah. Like it's fucking him in the mouth and the bussy at the same time. <laughs> um, and he just can't understand why. And he it must be it because his holes are fully aligned. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it, it must be because the world around him is incompetent, not because he has an extremely, as most academics have uh, focused way of understanding the world. And he's actually totally fucking incompetent about everything else yep which is the biggest problem with academics is that they think i understand one very specific thing i know everything else now i can create a, a, a it's my problem unitarian theory of everything yeah. this. well that's what i'm gonna do uh, oh okay cool yeah. Yeah. uh great but there you know that's why that is why i have 
argued for and will continue to argue for, and I feel extremely strongly about this, uh, the importance of interdisciplinary education and that all programs should be interdisciplinary. In fact, it's really funny because the Jesuits kind of do that, but they're also Jesuits. Yeah. (laughs) So they fuck it up at the end. Uh, and in the middle and the beginning and all over the place, but, but, but but at least they're kind of balanced (laughs) while they're fucking everything up. And so, um, maybe, uh, maybe we should get to that. Anyway, that's my, that's my thing. Is that our last link? Fuck you guys. Good night. No. What? Don't just cut it off like that, man. We, we gotta do. Do we have a sign off? Yeah. We we we, always do every time. Well, we have like, not, not just sign off. And we have like things we have to say. (laughs) Like notes, we fucked everything else up. So, yeah, we John, fucked up the look beginning. up a picture of your dick. <laughs> Don't do that. Just look it up. Be like mm. John's dick. Don't know. Mm. John, this is live. We'll get banned from YouTube. That we'll would to... be so funny, though. It, it would be pretty funny, but getting banned from YouTube, not worth it. We can just go back it, to the SoundCloud days. It, it gives a shit. Fuck you, YouTube, John's dick. I'm a little drunk. I'm just, I don't know, I'm in a decent mood, you know, which is rare. Is that, is that code for drunk? Yes. I'm drunk. That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely part of it. Look, the thing is, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon will and always will be. <laughs> <laughs> is and always will be. <laughs> it will be what, Michael? Is and always will be a free broadcast. Uh-huh. We love you very much, viewer and listener, and uh, you don't ever have to pay for this. However, if you would like now, to help support us, bitch. shut up, man. I'm in the middle of a thing. If you would like to support this project, uh, please go to patreon.com slash Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Um, anything as much as 50 cents uh, will, will help feed me for another day. I'm fat. Don't worry about he, it. Actually, it's funny because he doesn't spend any of this on his food. He spends it on things like microphones. Yeah. Because he, he's lying to you. He doesn't spend it on himself. Shut up. He's some piece don't, of shit that does it for the podcast. He's Fuck a good off. guy. Um, that's all I have for now. Um, I'm, I'm actually, uh, uh, again, I, I keep saying this, really actually working on the, the long form video essays. Um writing a huge piece for operations as we've talked about yeah. before. Uh I, I forget what their their Instagram handle is. Operations uh dot publication, I think. Yes, I, I think that's it. Um kind of working on a huge piece for them about architecture. Uh, Ditto. will be will be released uh, uh separate of that, but but very excited to to have this publisher alongside us um dorian please your turn same thing there uh again like i've said a thousand times now we're entering into the more politically oriented portion of the workshop for the next month and a half uh so we're talking about deleuze and guattari uh kafka towards a minor literature tomorrow morning if anyone's interested feel free to just come by lurk uh watch whatever uh, otherwise, we're talking about Fanon, Preciado, um, uh, a, a few others, some existentialism even, which I'm generally not uh, big on. But, uh, but yeah, so we're, we're going to be doing all that. Um, so patreon.com slash truncata, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A, uh, or else uh, just message Mike or myself and we'll uh, give you a link. 
Um, and again, we invite lurkers. You don't have to say anything. Just hang out. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to be recording that uh, schizotopia.net. Uh, same thing on an Instagram episode about all the Matrix movies this weekend. So check them out. And like we gave a uh, shout out to early in the episode, shout out to the Bringing Down the Grindhouse podcast. <gasps> Also very easy to find on Instagram and elsewhere. Which uh, I, I think I'm going to be doing some episodes Indeed. with in the near future. Yeah. Um, also probably about Matrix stuff. So we will we'll have a good couple of uh, partner episodes I, where I, we disagree. I, I, I refuse to have a, a Matrix episode without fighting you on it. Uh, okay. But, but the, we'll, we'll, the, we'll let them know that we're yeah. we're going to be on it. Yeah. The, the episodes that I that I currently have kind of like in the works are about like uh, how reviewers uh, work how um a lot of media is is kind of just like uh, the same thing just kind of like rehashed mm. uh because it hits all the right notes and this all sounds like a matrix thing yeah there there's <laughs> there some things in there of course but uh but when we have the real fight about the matrix yeah, yeah. it'll be more specific uh, yeah we'll, we'll let you know um and it'll be but- uh it'll be me uh Punching Dorian in the rectum, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even just verbally, probably physically. And because... it'll be me noting that he's doing it yeah. because I'm meta. He's punching me in the, oh. the, the, the fucking rectum And that right makes now. it okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so shout outs to both those podcasts. Uh, check out their episodes on witches, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, and uh, uh, the... Uh, what is the theory? The Nickland uh, hyperstition Hyper for bringing down the grindhouse, yeah. uh, which I was on, and then check out uh, Schizotopia's episodes on uh, Nickland and Lovecraft, as well as their episode on Bataille. Um, both of those are, are things that I was on, and we're excited about them. Also, quick shout out to Eight Plates, who we've both been hanging out with uh, online a lot and loving. Yeah, we got to uh, do another yeah. Sunday fun day. We do. We do. We really need to bring on another uh, a food podcast with Eight Plates and Pee Wee, uh, both some of my favorite internet people. Uh, and uh, again, check out uh, the episodes that we've also, done with also them. Also, real quick, not not to keep extending this 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 end portion, uh, but uh, uh, we're we're gonna do another uh, religious deconstruction episode this oh, Sunday. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, what are you doing there? Jacob's What's the back. We we don't have a specified topic. Jacob's back. Jacob's we, we back. Have, we have a couple of topics that we that we want to discuss. Um, maybe some great man theory is going to slip its way in there. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the the religious deconstruction episodes are coming back. They're coming back, uh, y'all. Because I can't shut up is is most of the problem. We get it. Um, so <laughs> let's go ahead and and truly sign off, as always. Dear viewer, dear listener, we love you. Please take your medicine. Please take mine too. And make sure to share with your friends. F-bomb, N-bomb, N-bomb.